describes acts of extreme violence in graphic detail and may include discussions about demonology and the occult, topics that caused widespread panic during the 1980s. This content may not be suitable for children under the age of 50. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. People are giving uh, that uh, the angry monk says we next we should add to our list Broad Horizons Bookstore, Port Elgin, Ontario. Okay, hold on. Broad Broad Horizons Bookstore. That's in Port Elgin, Ontario. Bookstore, Port. I know this is fascinating podcasting. I take notes. Port Elgin, That's Ontario. That's right. I don't know what the postal code is, right? It's not a zip code there. There are postal codes, though. So. Because we're going to need an address if we're going to send Sonny there. Right. To go. Sonny, <laughs> check it out. <laughs> so one of our patrons, uh, I, I don't think it's unfair to say he has uh, a background in investigations. You know, we try to keep everyone's uh, personal lives out of it. Mm-hmm. But So he heard last time when we announced the uh, store we were at, he, he literally was listening to the podcast. <laughs> he turned and drove over there. Hoping to see it, but instead it was a uh, biker bar, apparently, a biker hangout. Now, the good news is it was at least in his area. Right. It yeah. wasn't like he drove to Ontario. Right. He did not drive to Ontario. But I think he's up to it. He's, I th- he's talking about driving to DaveCon, which, DaveCon, coming up. I need my cousin to say, DaveCon is coming. So everyone can be terrified from it as well. The show they tried to stop. The show they, they tried to ban. And actually, they should have... Hey, so Vic, I see you're on there. You need to put the black eyes over like Ernie and everyone else. Like, like the, you can't, you and everyone else is like blacked out. You can't like La Cosa Nostra there. But yes, DaveCon, April 8th through the 10th in sunny uh, Minneapolis area. Go Correct. out to DaveCon. You go out to Dave, uh, Vic's Facebook and go to our Discord. We're planning to be there. Other luminaries are trying to be there. It's us, then Ernie Gygax and... I don't know. I like our picture is just the uh, drawing. Of the, a yeah. We're a cartoon. We're a cartoon. Mike, <laughs> uh, we're a cartoon of that. So, um, anyway, go out to DaveCon. And what else we have to Oh, we have to announce another exciting news, at least for our local uh, residents in the central area. One of our uh, patrons, one of the members of the Grog Empire of the Peerless Light of Jacksonville, has acquired Sci Fi City. Yay! Cash ring and clapping. There we go. That's right. Congratulations. The cheering crowd. Everyone is super excited about that. So, what's the background? You, you, you I, I approve completely. This yes. is fantastic news. I'm blown away. So, for people local here, they may remember this back in the day as Enterprise 1701, which also is interesting that they would call themselves that. 
they were actually, they were on, their address was 1701. Mills, you said? Mills, correct. And so they called themselves the Enterprise Center. Maybe they could get away with it because their address was 1701. And it was the game store uh, back in the day here in uh, the Orlando area. And it became Sci-Fi City. And we're just thrilled that Lloyd has purchased it, uh, hoping he can bring it back to its former glory, which, of course, its former glory may just be my nostalgia. Right. Uh, that it, <laughs> Perhaps you don't remember the, how it was. <laughs> it was not as glorious as I thought it Maybe was. Maybe they only had like the player's handbook and like one module. You thought, well, it's better than everywhere else. They didn't have anything. Well, everybody, everyone who used to go there back in the day remembers how it went from being just basically a hole in the wall. Like mm -hmm. the smallest shop you could imagine. You would go in there and it was just so cramped. And then they got more popular as D&D got more popular. And they got a bigger store and then a bigger store. Uh, so, uh, it's, it's very exciting news to think that it can be returned to We're excited. Well, I, I guess part of the reason was Lloyd had come down to GrogCon, right? Which was here. Well, it, it was a setup. Right. Lloyd doesn't know that. Right. Congratulations. Your evil plan worked. What we did was we decided we would tell Lloyd about this amazing store, how awesome it was. The best game store imaginable. And we had known that he owns uh, two stores, one in Jacksonville, one in Games, Gainesville. So right. you should go visit them if you're in those areas as well. And we told him he just is incredibly had to see it, knowing that he would go there and be like, well, huh? I can do better than this. <laughs> exactly. And it worked. Which is our whole thing. This is what we do. We, people see what we've done or what we're involved, yes. we say yes. things are great, and they go, that's not that great. Right. We could easily do better than this. He, we, we, we get people upset about our standards. Right. We've launched a number of podcasts. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, Vic has said, if these jabronis can do a convention, I can do one way better. Other podcasts, right. other conventions. People are buying our stores that we want. Repro so we, we will the universe to our thing. This is amazing. Mm -hmm. I wish we could do that in other parts of our lives, but we are very... Uh, we are very, that's right, you fell for a classic blunder besides going to a, a land, war in Asia, land war. So, it's too late now. It's too late now. So um, uh, I assume very soon when Lloyd is ready and he wants us to come down, we would love to do a live show at, uh, at the new revised Sci-Fi City. And um, we'll, uh, we can say that Tom, Dan, and James literally sent you. So that will be great. Exactly. So very, very exciting news. All right. Got that. We have, well, speaking of our convention, GrogCon 2022, I was speaking to Craig, and looks like we are locked, getting very close to be able to set an official date and location. We're more looking towards the last weekend of September. Oh, okay. So it's a week earlier than we had talked about, and it will be in the International Parkway area, looks like. That's what he told me during, uh, we, we were playing a game session this so. But the, until it's official, we don't want to announce it. Announce it because then people put dates, and then things change, and then people get angry. So, so we shouldn't announce. We shouldn't talk about this on the show. Then no, we probably, probably should. Don't listen to that. You did not hear anything I just said. Breaking tentative news. Break <laughs> rumors and innuendos. <laughs> that's what we have. That's why we should. Have, we should have a segment. The rumor rumor table or whatever it is, right? Yes, we can have live guests too. So um, uh, yes, it's uh, live. Yeah, innuendos, and so I. I think he's 90% confident, but they're going back and forth with the contract. That's why. You're 90%. And you know with contracts, oh how long boy. that'll take. So You're 90% sure he's 90% confident. Right. That's right. So that means... 81. 81. Very good. <laughs> they have 81% chance, chance of this working. 
So, but that will be, uh, we have a copper dragon, Strambuli, right? Strambuli. Strambuli, the Strambuli dragon. He's from New Jersey. He's from Jersey, of he's course. Coming he down. He's coming down. <laughs> He's from the he's from the biker shop. He's from the biker shop. That's Strabuli's bike shop uh, and Calzones. Exactly. Tell him tell him Strabuli and uh, Sir Hopsalot is you've decided the toad. And Why did you say it like that? You've decided like you don't approve. You don't want to Sir Hopsalot. That's a great name. I'm not him. saying it's not a great name. I'm saying we were discussing it. You know, like we typically do three minutes before the show. You said, oh, "What's the name of the the creatures for the Grogcon?" And I'm like, "Well, we have a." Copper. It's like, is it bronze or brass or copper? Like, I think it's brass or bronze. And I wasn't sure. And we, we looked it up, it's copper. And then you said, what's the other one? A giant toad? He said, toad. Well, it's third hops on. I'm like, okay. So that's it's done. Done. We're done. We need someone to draw it now. That's what we're working on. I know some have, we had a patron or someone who said, hey, we'd like to do it. So if you can get an early prototype to us, that would be great. We probably should have a contest. Oh, good. Have a contest, sure. I mean, right. I love contests are great because I love having people do work for nothing. You know, they do all this work and then they lose. Right. So, if you want to do the event by June first, we're going to start early. It's already January, so you have four months. I'm going to write this down so I remember. I'll put it on Twitter and if everything you, else. If you get them to June, they're going to start in late May. All right, you might as right. well say April first. April Fool's Day. April first. That's right. Show me. Send whatever <laughs> crap you forgot. April first. <laughs> Is this a joke? That's right. <laughs> That would be great. April 1st contest for the lo- for the mascot. You will win a fabulous prize. We're not sure what the prize is yet, but keep working on it and pr- think it's a good prize. That's what you need to know. And it's got to be both Scrambuli and Sir Hobbs Right. Lock. It can't be just one. We have two of them. So you need to work on that. Um, for those who are... Go, oh, Go Delicious update. We have a Go Delicious... We believe Like a, that's what kind of, you know, yes. teletype, what is that, Morse code sound I need to get? Yes, and we also need, I want, like, one of those, we need a map of the states to show where Go Delicious is going. No? No! Okay, I'll do work on it. Yeah, Morse. So Go Delicious. Like, like on the Indiana Jones where he's like, da, 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 yes. Da, okay. like the, yes, or like the beat of Casablanca. Right, we yeah. just got that line going. Line, he's going. Yes, okay. and you have, like, the old 40s music. I'm just making myself more that okay. would be great. I know. I know. Hold on. Map. I got, sorry, folks. Got to write this down. Or I'll, map of Go Delicious Travels. Okay. So as fans of the Discord channel may know, uh, there was a little bit of nervousness that we thought that Go Delicious had gone. There was no gone, nervousness at all. There was your nervousness on your part. I was very nervous that Go Delicious had gone missing because uh, I had had an address to send Go Delicious to Tom in New Jersey. Right. And I sat on it for... Say a month. Probably. That's fair. <laughs> it wasn't high on the priority. It's hard to believe. It wasn't high on the priority list. And so about a month later, I'm like, well, I better. I knew I was going to do the show. Yeah. And this is, I'm like, oh, it's going to come up. So I shoved Go Delicious in a USPS box. You know, just a small one. Right. He's, he's stuffed. So he really, he can shove in there yeah. with a post-it. I didn't even explain anything. Just a post-it with Sonny's address stuck in it. <laughs> And then I wrote Tom's on the outside right. and just shipped it. And I knew it had arrived because I had the USPS tracking number. It arrived somewhere. Right. But we heard not crickets. Right. Nothing. nothing at all. I then emailed Tom, nothing crickets. So I was mm-hmm. getting very nervous. Well, Tom has responded. Go Delicious did arrive. It arrived at his parents' house. Interesting. Now, I assure you. I sent it to the address I was given. Because right. how could I have Tom's right. parents' address? Right. right. 
We've made it. We've established that you did not go through and did any research on Tom. You just sent our precious child away, like when you right. put our put your kid on the bus and like there's a guy in the bus. You're like, I don't know, whatever. It's all That's good. what we did in the '80s. That's right. Right. That's when we grew up. That's right. what our parents would do. They just say, "Get out there. You'll be fine." And we were. Well, except for that one kid who right. was murdered. Yeah, but yeah, other yeah. than him. Beside him. That's right. So, but that was that trans site. Or does it know? That was that trans Canadian. Trans Canadian Railway. As long as you weren't near Trans Highway in Canada, you were pretty safe. Right. Or out in the West. And so. Or near clowns. We did. We did. We did. Uh, we did hear from Tom. arrived at his parents' house, which leads to the question did his parents know Go Delicious is coming? Because that would be kind of disturbing, wouldn't it? Right. That you exactly. just receive a goat with a bloody, bloody. chin. Yeah. What is yeah. that? <laughs> you know, and it is New Jersey, Jay. Yes. <laughs> that's right, New Jersey. I mean, that probably has a meaning. When you, when, when a oh, goat... that's like the, it's like the Godfather, right? With the head, the horse, the horse head. In yes. the bed. Yeah. Oh, my God. They said. Oh, that's terrible. You think, oh, my God, you think it's possible, like, Godelich's head just may have be mailed back to us you... at some point? <laughs> that's right. I wake up and Godelich's head is in my bed. That's right. There you go. That, that, what is that the sign of? The sign that you're done. You're a dead man. Wow. Grog Talk is dead. <laughs> James are, you, James, are you heavily in debt or something? <laughs> uh, so hey, you know those that these calendars were not cheap. You know, a, <laughs> right? Loan shark. I put a, put a, I put all our money in Bitcoin. So Go Delicious is in Cherry Hill, New, as best we know. As best we know, he is in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. We should have put one of those Apple Air tags on him. Oh, is that like a tracking device? Yes, yeah, a tracking device. Oh, so we need probably need to go buy. Well, you don't have Apple stuff, but uh, so like on your phone, like we would have. Yeah, a, beep, beep, beep. Now you think of that? I but, sent our but kid. we'd have to surgically implant it in him. I'm just gonna say that may be. I can't watch. That <laughs> may be dangerous. So that may be a little challenge. But okay, we. But he's in Cherry Hill. We and, believe. And and supposedly we're gonna get some pictures. And when we get some pictures. We will put them on Twitter so they can blow up hashtag Go Delicious, Go Delicious World Tour. Is that the? Thought. Well, I saw something like that. Yeah. Yeah, sure, right? With the intent of, we want, it, we want him to end up at DaveCon in April. Correct. So he's got to take him there. And then ultimately, he can have a six-month fling throughout the world, but he has to return back to uh, GrogCon in October. Oh, wait a second. He's got to crash GaryCon. So one of our listeners, they got to be going to GaryCon. Don't you think he needs to crash GaryCon? Is GaryCon virtual again, or are they doing it? No, they're doing, no, no, they're doing, it's both. They're, they're in person. Oh. Somebody who is going to GaryCon. Right. If you're going to GaryCon, let us know. We may even fund for the, we may even fund for the uh, pat, uh, postage, because we wanted to get there. The postage. I thought you were going to say the plane ticket. I'm like, <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? I'm like, where are you going to this? One of those mercy flights, you know, the private jet. Oh, fun for the postage. Ten bucks. Oh, okay. You know, Carlos Lysing. Oh, yeah. He's he going there. Yep, yep. Does Carlos Lysing seem like the kind of guy who would show up, show up to his game with a stuffed goat? Goat? I think he would. I think he would roll with that. Right. Let's see. Would he, would he do that? No, but. He'd no, but it. for us. Yeah, for us. <laughs> Normally, he would not, but he would do that for us. <laughs> okay. Exactly. So, yeah. So, if you're going to GaryCon, uh, you need to get your name on the list because you need to get Go Delicious there. Oh, and if, you know, it would be great if I get... Go Delicious could like photo photo bombs, photo bombs with yeah. like Luke Guy. Like, right. Go Delicious is that now? We need the right person taking Go Delicious, right. to Gary Con. I, I don't see Carlos do it. That's not well, because that's he not doesn't want to burn those bridges. Right. Is, yeah, but he is in a lot. He knows a lot of those people. Right. If is Vic going to Gary Con? Oh, I don't, know. I don't think so. He probably can't because he's it's back, pretty back to back. So if he knows all these people, he could get pictures. Go Delicious with yeah with with Luke. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Darlene is going. Right. Exactly. Wow. Who does have a better life than us? Well, that's clearly. 
Clearly, <laughs> that's the case. Absolutely. Okay. Well, so we have, so if you want to uh, have Godelicious arrive in your town, please send a note to info at grogcom.com, and then we'll put you on the list of thousands of people who want to uh, provide room and board and photobomb opportunities. I think we were this close to Sonny actually going over to that address in Cherry Hill to actually do surveillance. Yeah. Is that right? Right. Um, okay. That was great. Okay. Right. That was awesome. So you need to go, go delicious pins. Ooh, that's a good point. Craig Zahn, hello, sir. Uh, go delicious. Delicious pins. Yeah, like the, the pins they did for Crucible, like the little. Yeah. Yeah, we'll need to sit. We'll I slept with too. Go Delicious. <laughs> Stuffed animal, James. What's wrong with you? You're a stuffed animal. That's what you do. (laughs) He's sleeping around. Go. He's sleeping his way across the country. Go Delicious does America. That's like that Beavis and Butthead does America. Now it's Go Delicious does. You guys sleep with some luminaries. Like Gary Conn. That's right. He'll have his own uh, uh, Tinder page. Right? Don't they have that? I don't know. I'm married. I don't know. That's enough that the kids do. That's right. Such slot. a slut. <laughs> night jumps queen. Night, uh, night jumps go delicious. Queen jumps go delicious. All right. Speaking. It is Valentine's. It is episode. Valentine's. Right. Episode love, right? He's, goats need love, too. Goat love. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, there's a song. That's a, that's a pseudo dead song. Goat, goat love. <laughs> but wait, you need another way. Go delicious love or goat love. I'm trying but, to think. That's radar love, yeah. Oh, I thought that's where you're going with it. Uh, well, I was I was doing a new uh, an original pseudo undead song. Oh, I oh, goat love. My apologies. Gonna love you like a goat love. Something like that. Give me be. some love, you goat. Goat. <laughs> goat. The greatest of all goat time, love. love too. That's goat. the other. Yes, thing. yes. You're such. Yeah, you're a goat. Yeah, that's right. This is this is awesome. People think we work on this. Clearly. That clearly, I think, would be something that would be on the punishing the acolyte album. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think? That's right. That's this year, 2022. That's this album. <laughs> That's right. The album writes itself. The album writes itself on, on. With the hit single from Punishing the Acolyte, Goat Love. <laughs> Greatest of all time, love. Just to be clear, this podcast is about first edition AD&D. Is that right? <laughs> oh, it's about what we want to talk about. That's and, right. And Stop complaining. old school games. So speaking of old school games, you can go on to Grognard's Guild online, where, where there's a play-by-post, there's people playing online, there's meetup where people are playing uh, I play on a Wednesday game uh, with Tom and Craig and other folks. So if you want to play and you don't have first edition D&D or other old school games, go out there, say what you're looking for, and uh, we can get you hooked up because that's, that's really one of the main reasons. This is the reason why we started and why we continue. So, say, so go online, say what you're looking for, and get hooked up. That's right. Perfect. That's right. We're, in fact, they were talking about that uh, because Sean, you remember our dear friend I, Sean? Indeed. He's uh, looking for another player, and it, it was coming off like we were love brokers. Love brokers. <laughs> love brokers. Here's another one. Uh, that's, well, that, that's from, uh, this is now becoming the Valentine's. The Valentine's album. <laughs> your, your romance album. That was from that show with uh, Henry Winkler and Michael Keaton when they were, became, oh, became pimps. The sandwich? Oh, yours is sandwich. It's like, why don't you want, you know, he didn't get the sandwich he wanted. Night shift? Yeah, night shift. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Night All right. shift. All right. So with that, we've got that. Oh, also Brian's Kickstarter on the edge of Wild. I think it's fully funded, which we did support that. But if you want to help some more and get a really cool and help support uh, the local community, go out to uh, Kickstarter and look up on the edge of Wildwood. The link is in the show notes. Please do that. Uh, 
We have titles that we could give out to people, but people just like throwing money to us. Just letting you know that. Okay. So yeah. I'm going to remind folks again, if you don't list, I, maybe you're one of these people who are like the new kids who don't listen, watch email. We're old. We send email. So if you get something from Patreon, you, you check your spam because I've been sending people emails about, hey, you get a title. We'd love to give you a title. Hey, we'd like you to uh, play in our game. We're trying to get a game for next Friday. And I do it by tier. So I've sent it to the platinum and gold tier people. And we've had two responses. Now, there, we have more than two <laughs> gold and platinum. So I feel like people are not looking at their email. So they have till today to do it. If not, then I'm going to open it up to the Electrum and Silver and Copper people. We're, pl we're, doing, we're planning to do a live, uh, or we're going to do a one-shot at the end of next Friday. So uh, we're not going to show it that next Friday. We're going to show it the week after. Someone okay. is going out of town. Okay. So if you want to play, uh, send something to actually to Patreon. You have to be a patron in order to play. I'm sorry. Okay. Which is, if you want to be a patron, go to patreon.com slash grogtalk. So uh, iTunes, no one put iTunes. We'd love iTunes reviews because they're fun to ask and talk about. We have an update on the world of Greyhawk Map and Gazetteer. Go ahead, Dan. The Greyhawk Map is coming. The Greyhawk Map yes, has been. Well, I say Greyhawk. The Grog Talk. The Grog Talk Empire. Grog Talk Empire Map. Right, don't, has, it's the world of Grog Talk. The world of Grog Talk has been sketched. Yes. Has been sketched by Henry. Henry, that's right. Do you, want his, do you want his official title? Sure. Uh, okay, hold on. And we're flipping and we're turning. See, I have this up, but of course I can't find it. Uh, Henry. He has sketched the map, and it is on its way. He is the Chancellor's astonishing, almightiest Emperor, terrible silencer of Weston. It is on its way to the uh, to my house, and once I receive it, then I will. We will get together. We will. I think the way we're going to do this is we're probably going to have it's sort of be like a draft where people based upon oh, people based upon their uh, tier level, perhaps. Yes, we'll get to decide. What territory they want because it's been divided in geographical regions. We'll probably do it. Let the some version of the higher tier you are, you get to pick first. You know, kind of right. like a lottery. Yep, right. Makes sense. And then uh, we will have people. We will ask them once they've picked their area to write up a description of their area, much like it would appear in the world of Greyhawk Gazetteer. Yep. So, and I'll hold this up to the camera here yep. for people to see. So, if you don't have so an idea of, you don't need to write that. Maybe I should pick a shorter one. That's awfully long. A paragraph. Oh, you can write as much as you want, but if it's like three pages, we're not probably going to do it. It's <laughs> we'll got edit it. Right. So, uh, so, you'll be including your the title. It'll probably be the title of the person, right? right. Exactly. As they are in the Grog Empire. That's up to them. I mean, if they want to have a council, but they probably put their title there. You'll have your... You, Pick your capital city. You get to make up all this. All you're really seeing is the blank geographic area that you right. selected. And you can, unless there is geographical uh, uh, things included in the map, right. features, what I was looking for, you can put whatever you want in there. Yep. You'll have your capital, the population of your region, and the amount of demi-humans, the amount of humanoids, and then a description, a paragraph or so. That's what we're going to start with, yep. That's kind of the idea. And then we'll flesh it out because we'll, we'll assume adventures will be built there and all these other things. That'll, it'll be wonderful. Modules will be published right. there, right? And, of course, now, Jay, 
James is going to be dealing, he'll be including the population settlement chart, the scale and movement chart, the chronology and brief history of the Grog Empire. Right. He'll be including, I think, in the newer one, the weather. The weather. You'll be doing the weather chart. James will be doing the what the minerals mm -hmm. chart. Right. The deities chart. Absolutely. <laughs> and Dan will be doing the legal systems, all the legal systems that are necessary. All right. right. Indeed. Which will be a paragraph one. <laughs> the, the law of strength, the law of steel, basically. So you wanted this thing? You wanted this title? Is that what you wanted? I know. Yeah. So he, oh, that's oh. So he is that right? So he already had that. the one that was rolled up on the podcast. Yes. Oh, that's already been had. I'm behind the times. Yes, we we took care of that. Okay, excellent. Yes, that's non-humans and semi-humans. That's correct. You you actually we, we expect you to put non-human. Don't put demi-humans and humanoids. Just put for us, it'll be non-humans and semi-humans. That's semi-humans is a proper word. Right, and non-humans. Right. Not demi-humans and humanoids. Right. We're going to call it, because we don't want to be too, uh, oh, well, thank you, sir. I will, we'll go check it out. But there's one on podcaster. I have to go look. There's another thing for you to do. It would be for. hilarious if he tells us that, like he's trying to get us to read it now, and he's just blasting it. I hope so. They suck. Guys are garbage. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Hey, we said we will read, yes. as long as it's not profane, yes. that won't get us kicked off the uh, airwaves. Right or canceled, or whatever other things could happen to a, a podcast of our size and stature, we will write it. If you think we're garbage, hot garbage, that is totally fine. Got two songs for the Goat Love and Love, love Brokers. That's perfect. That's perfect. I'm so happy. All right. So we have that. Uh, Flipping and Turning Issue 6 is out now. We reviewed it the last time. I, uh, you can start, if you want to work on Issue 7, it's the Assassin's Issue. Go send information to editor at grogcon.com or smolderingdungames at gmail.com. And last thing I have to do is I talked to you a while back, uh, before the holidays, that um, I was listening to our dear friend Dirk the Dice from Grognard Files, the British podcast that I've listened to for a long time. They started talking, he's been a huge fan of these fighting fantasy books. And we talked about, I know we had the choose your own adventure books, and they're kind of like, but these. The British folks, they love these. So he, I, he, I, he had a three-part series. I, he said, uh, you know, so I, I asked him, which one, if I was going to do one, you know, kind of mm -hmm. like you're, you hear this craze, you don't want it, you want to try something, which one? He said, well, get Death Trap Dungeon. This is the one to get. So it's a, so it's a, it's a choose your own adventure, but you have a character and you actually fight through it. That's the advantage. Of course you can hold it. I see that? Yes. So you get to roll dice. So but what he's super gracious was... I, I showed him when I, I put it on Twitter that I got this one, and this is obviously a newer one. I tried to get an older one, but they were confiscatory in their prices, and they weren't in very good shape. So, right. Can we try one here? Uh, can you wait a second? Then, because I wanted to say this. So what he did is he sent me his copy of the original from 1984. Wow. So I just want a super shout-out thanks to Dirk for sending it, and he put a very nice note in it. Hope this original Copeland compliments your newer version. Best wishes, Dirk. P.S. Trust no one. Wow. So thank is that, you, sir. Is that, is that guidance for, for doing reading through I the book? I believe it is. A little, a little a help. Little, a little clue, I think it is. So, Very nice. And what you will appreciate about this, so what happens is, you will, you're gonna, I'm going to let you take that one. Please take that one. Oh. We'll do it next time because you have to read. Because what we have to do is you have to see he's actually did the game. You actually put in your encounters. You see, he's a racist. He's played this a number of times. Oh, I see. Yes. 
Okay. No, I've heard a lot about these. I know they are very big uh, over there. No, Not we don't so know anything about them. Yeah, we didn't. We, I, when I grew up, we knew nothing about them. We had the Choose Your Own no. Adventure, and then, and then TSR had their version of it, and they were okay. But, you know, it's always, you always went to the back and kind of worked backwards. So, but these are well-loved. So, and the artwork is he, he and others, because, of course, that started a little, not kerfuffle, but a conversation on Twitter about the artwork. And I could see the style is much more evocative. It's more old school than the newer style on here. So, we are going to do this. That's the whole, the reason uh, I'm bringing this up is. I gotcha. We're going to, I'll give, I want you to read the first parts of it. Okay. So, it says, how to fight the creatures of Death Tap. Death Trap Dungeon. I have homework. You have some homework, and then the next time we'll do one session, and then Dirk's going to come on, hopefully, uh, to kind of talk about these. So that's that's what we're talking about. Very cool. And so, what years are we talking? Like Death Trap Dungeon? How look at the year? Do you say the year? Nineteen eighty four is when this. Oh, was so played. yeah. So this is I approve. First published eighty four, and this is the sixth version. So this is the number six um, book. Series. Wow, so they really did start early. Yeah, and these are, and, and people we would love to talk to, Ian Livingston and Steve Jackson. Those, the, Ian Livingston, he's a legend. That would be incredible. That would be incredible. So that was very clever of them. I wonder if this is really where they made all their money. I don't know. Or started making their money. Well, I, I again, go out to Grognon Files, because again, we're not going to rehash what he's done. He always does a great job. Go listen to him. He's amazing. And yes, the art, I, I can say that um, the artwork, just real briefly, is more evocative. It's more that older style. It's not terrible in that, uh, but it just this just feels right. So I'll be holding on to the crappy new one. You get the one with the clue. But I've already seen it. You want to write that down? You can I, write yeah. down. You can I write, can't trust remember. I already forgot. But yeah, so that's your homework for, for a future episode. All right, so now we're ready for best of 1982. Okay, so this is, it's on my phone, so I'm trying to save paper. As you know, all right. That's good. Physical is finally it's been. Not, it's not new it's, Yes, finally okay. gone. Uh, this song was by Daryl Hall and John Oates. It's the number one song in, at the end of January 1982. Uh, Maneater. That is not correct. Uh, you're out of touch, I'm out of time. That is not correct. Uh, As I've said before, the fact that you can remember so many Hall and Oates songs is mildly disturbing. It is. Uh, hold on. Uh, what was it? Angie? No, it was, it was, it was not Angie. That's World of Stones. What was it? It was that small. It was a woman's name, I thought. Um, no, but it, and when I tell you this, it's, it, you, you, can't, you can't not start singing this song. I'm going to tell you the name of it, and you try to resist singing it, okay? Ready? Here it is. Uh, I can't go for that. Oh, gee, she right. I can't. <laughs> no right. can do. Uh, the movie, the number one movie. 1982. Jane, Jane Fonda, and I think Peter Fonda, maybe. Oh, that was the Three Mile Island one, the Syndrome, China Syndrome? On Golden Pond. Oh, on Golden Pond. With, with Henry, Hen, no, Henry, Henry Fonda. Fonda. Oh, Henry Peter. Yeah, What's Peter's the, the brother, I think. I Henry know. was the old guy. That. I have no idea. Wait, January 20th. January 20th, just like Inauguration Day or whatever. Go ahead. Ozzy Osbourne bites the head, bites off, head off. Where, where was that in, in Phoenix or? Des Moines. Des Moines, Iowa. Okay, somewhere out there. Now, as I understand it, Someone th- uh, threw it on stage. Ozzy thought it was a rubber bat, as he says. You right. may know this, yes. and that's why he. Well, what is he going to say? That you actually oh, murdered someone? You think he actually intended to I, bite the head I off a live I don't think he was bat? probably so stoned off his gourd he didn't know the difference. 
which I think is also part of the story. Well, that might be true. And it bit his tongue, if I recall correctly. I, hey, it yeah. bar- bite at the tongue. January bite the tongue that, that bites you. I bite, don't the know. Tongue. <laughs> bite the tongue. <laughs> bite the tongue. Another song. That definitely belongs on the Valentine's Day. Valentine's album. Day. Well, it's punishing the acolyte. That's right. It, which is now becoming the Valentine's that Day. That is the Valentine's album. January 23rd. Herbe Blanca, a cow, produces a record 110 kilograms of milk in Cuba. Cuban, a Cuban milk, that's a Cuban record. That's leche. Uh, that's a, leche. 110, uh, let's see. 110 kilogram of, of, of de leche. Wow. Very uh, impressive. Uh, I think I'm giving myself a golf clap for, my, for Spanish. How would you like to be the person who is milking that cow? Right. Wow. Uh, and the, ready for this? And then you milk and you have to share it with everyone because it's a communist country. <laughs> That's right. I, I'm, 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 I'm milking for others. <laughs> I did, but I did all the work. <laughs> Suck it, Shut buddy. up. Shut up. The f- you, who played in the Super Bowl in January? This is very interesting. Who played in the Super Bowl in January 1982? The Bengals and the 49ers. And why is that interesting? Because they could be playing again now. That is exactly right. 49ers win it 26 to 21. That was January 1982. And just... I know people like to know, particularly Sonny, about conventions that are coming up. Don't yep. forget, we have Gen Con South, February 5th through 7th. The classic, which you gave an exposition on Discord of what we know about the founders, because there was someone who was wanting to know. Craig wanted to know. who and, and Lloyd knows perhaps some of the people who were involved. And don't forget, Viking Con 3, February 5th through 7th, 1982, in Billingham, Washington, at Western Washington University. Uh, Paul Anderson. Uh, will be a guest speaker there. Oh, wow. That's good. And, and well, I like this one. He's the guy with the three rings and the three something, right? Is that the guy who wrote, wrote that? Or is he dead by then? Uh, you, you call my bluff. I made it sound like I knew who that was. Okay. Lion and the Three Hearts or whatever. That's the famous book. I, I'm, I have my brain fart. Oh, that where Paladins come from? Huh? Is yeah. That where Paladins come from? I think so, yeah. Let's say, James, you wanted to go to Mannheimer Con. Mannheimer Con. You know when it is, correct? Mm-hmm. February 9th, right. 19th to the 22nd, right? Where, where, where do I go? Tell me where I go, this convention. You are going to care of... <laughs> um, yeah, it's... It is author. He's the author, by the way. Yeah, uh, Raymond Norton. I'd reach out to Raymond Norton. Uh, 101st Trans Battalion, APO New York. So he's on a military base. So basically, am I reaching out to him to ask him where the convention is? It's not identified where the convention right. is. Do you notice that? It just says uh, you can call this. It's, it sounds like it's on the army base or it's on the military base. <laughs> Somewhere in, on, on the planet Thank Earth. Thank you, three hearts and three lines. I, I knew it was three cups and three spoons or something like that. So don't forget that Mannheimer Con is coming up very 19th, right. 22nd, it's, but we don't know where it is. We have no idea where it is. We have no idea where it is. And then lastly, Dundracon, February 13th through the 15th in Oakland, California. It's at the famed Dunfree Hotel in ah. San Mateo, California. Tell them Dan and James sent you. Tell them Dan and James sent you. All right, we have some jokes, right? We're, we're, we're branching out. We are. So I thought what we would do is we would check try... my phone just in case the grog line. Oh, I'm freezing. Let me in. That's the only thing I got. Oh, there's it's... a temperature in Ann Arbor. My daughter is. Yeah. A big zero. It's you, zero. You sent her there. You have a propensity to send things you love into places that are terrible. <laughs> and you go delicious. My daughter. That's terrible. 
Okay. You, so if you send me the Bahamas, I'd be okay. If that says I hate you, that's fine. I'm sending you to New Jersey. <laughs> no, that means you love me. I'll, I'll take hate. <laughs> okay. I'll take hate. That's fine. So I thought what we would do is we would have, we would try to have a little comedy, try out a comedy. Right. Because we're super serious here. Right. Exactly. We need yep. a, a little comedy segment. I, I've got, I've got it. I'm ready. Okay. So, so I thought I'd try out, and it's not a top 10 list. I thought we'd start with the top three it's list and see best. how it goes. Because I want to write all that. Okay. Probably best. So you tell me, and then you guys out there can decide how this goes. So, all right, are you ready for the top ten list? Yes. James, these, these are the top, and I, and I will admit I was the writer of this. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. There's a lot of caveats you've put in this already. These are the top three reasons okay. you should not try to inject romance into D&D. Three reasons why you should not try to inject romance in D&D. Because there was discussion we had with Rob last time, episode six, about uh, in issue six of Flipping Train. So this is very timely. Right. Number three. It results in too many half-orcs. Yeah. Straight for cunt of you. Kind of flew with that over there. The number two reason you should not try to inject romance. Oh, the number one I have to wait for. Into D&D. Yep. Results in too many immediate attack reaction rolls. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I like that a little better. I like, hold on, I like that one better. I gotta go laugh on that one. Okay, now, the number one, here's the drum roll, go ahead. This is the number one reason. You know, you're Paul Schaefer here. You're that's supposed right. to like, ah, that's so <laughs> that's true. That's so funny, that's yeah. So <laughs> that's right. The number one reason you should not try to inject romance into D&D Rings of protection never seem to work. Well, oh, that's actually pretty good. There you go. Da, 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 da. Yay. Very nice. That was good. Well, now, I don't know. You may want to call an end to it. Oh, we're not done? Well, Bob sent me some <laughs> romance joke, D&D romance jokes. Okay, you ready? Uh, so these are written by Bob. Or these are written by Bob. Okay, so those weren't the Bob ones. No, those were actually written by me. Congratulations. That was, that was way better. You, see, you kind of did a swerve on me there because you kind of said they were Bob's ones, and I, and I love Bob to death. But he knows he's more for volume sometimes, not quality. Well, I asked for a top ten list. <laughs> yep. And I just got a bunch of jokes. Well, you know, the idea of a top ten list is like the top ten this. Right, 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 right. They're all related. Exactly. I just got a series of... Just random jokes. I got right. Oh. <laughs> Correct. He has my text messages, which, again, and, and their, their times, it's just wonderful because he makes my day. James, I guess this, these are, this is the top ten list of random jokes. DMZ jokes. Okay. And some of them I'm not sure I understand. Is it the girl of my dreams or the mimic of my fears? <laughs> okay. I don't get it. Okay. I mean, I get the mimic. It's... It's, it must be, because he's all about the pun, so it must be a line that I don't know that line right. is, so it doesn't make sense. Okay, this one, I, thanks to the polymorph spell, I could really be getting catfished. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. I need like a half-heart laugh, where the I, people, the awkward laugh where they go, uh. I can't say this one. You just get to read it. I can't say it. They don't read it out loud. You got to read it first before you can't read that on the air. Is that? Why? What's wrong with that one? Oh, okay. Yeah. For us? The human, for you. The human ranger had a breakup with his elvish druid girlfriend. She was tired of him beating around the bush. <laughs> Ooh, let's say that. Okay. 
I had it's an elderberry bush, of course. I had to break up with my Elvish fiance. Her family found out I wasn't Druish. <laughs> you know, <laughs> these are puns. Brutal. Keep going. He he played in my game, and I put a time. I put a you know when we did the tournament, he was sitting right next to me, and we put a we put a cap. I said, okay, you yeah. can only have ten. You can only have five. Right. It's like it's like on his equipment list. That's right. Five puns. Yeah. He, he, Charges on a wand. That's right. He only had the wand of punning. Okay. Wand, oh, there's a good thing. The wand of punning. Wand of punning. I think my girlfriend is way too focused on D and D. We live in Florida, and she assists we get married in Nome, Alaska. Invited back. It's like you know when you get your big break, you know, right. like you're on Johnny Carson, and then if you're amazing, like right. I think Seinfeld did right. great and killed right. it. It's like this is his big. <laughs> I don't know that he's gonna come back. Cupid's arrow is cursed. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it has a dot dot dot. I don't know what the is. Okay, this one's okay. This one's better. The alchemist lost his love potion. So he's trying to find it by retracing his steps. But he's looking for love in all the wrong, wrong places. places. <laughs> yeah, see, that's, that's not bad. bad. That was pretty good. That was it. All right, very good. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, Bob. I'll give him uh, some claps. Because, again, you know, he, he keeps hitting it. He's like those old school. Just mm-hmm. keep, because, yeah. You got to be bold, right? Because for every 30 that don't go, you get one or two that are good, and you're like, all right. I can see him like on the cruise ship with like a little bit older crowd. <laughs> exactly. The D&D cruise. We, you know, like we're right. doing these rock cruises, but I think we talked about that. Yes, yeah, so. he'll be like Bob, like he's the comedian. Yeah. All right, there it is. Moving on. Moving on. That's all good. All right. So you guys let us know if you want that segment repeated. That's as, right. As Any, a regular feature. Yeah, if, if you want that as a regular feature, I like the top three. That was good. Uh, I like that some of the jokes were good. Um, <laughs> Anyway, we're now ready for Sage Advice. Ah, this is also my time. Okay, so, so James, I'll, I'll, uh, So Sage Advice is the chance that we put on the don, we don the robes and hats of sagacious, the sagacious staff of TSR back in the day, and we answer the questions that were posed that were timely uh, of that era. And so Dan has gone through the archives and acquired questions that were posed to the TSR staff back in the day. And James, just to let you know, these questions are in fact timeless because all of the questions that I'll be asking you deal with D and D and romance. Ooh, ooh, there we go. I like that. Okay. So you're sort of like uh, who was that little lady who did the uh, oh, Ruth, Dr. Ruth, Ruth? Dr. Ruth. You're like Dr. Ruth. Hello. Yes, I I will help you with it. <laughs> you must. You put, need my. Let's put it in. You're putting it in the wrong place. It's in the wrong place. <laughs> I sound like a German Nazi commander, not like Ruth, but okay. And Whatever. Sounded, and sounded like one of the, like a little intro to one of your uh, songs on, like, on the Valentine's album. <laughs> you put it in the wrong place. <laughs> That's the love broke. Great go love. That's the beginning of love broke. All right. Oh, okay. No, but... All right. Here it is. So these are not going to be your traditional type of questions. These right. are not going to be like, what does this do? All right. Ready for this, James? Here we go. I am ready. I have a female character who has gotten herself pregnant. Oh. I think I remember this one, guys. This, yeah, because this was a uh, Gene Wells. Yeah. We've done these before, but they're coming back because of the theme. Yeah, How yeah. should I handle this? What? 
I have a oh, I have a female character who has gotten herself pregnant. So I guess the player. Right. Has. So you have a female character. Right. It's like you liked out a bad role. Right. Like you didn't know how it's this not, happened. It's not on the DMG thing, one of the it's not a disease, it's not a curse, but somehow this happened. So well that's okay. So this is another it should reason. be on the intoxication table. <laughs> so that's more of an interesting story, which is, but how did this happen? I mean, other than the obvious jokes about right. that question, but right. right, how did this happen? Okay, so so what 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 would you respond? So this, this how did you is, handle this? I, so as far as the gameplay is 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 the problem, I don't know what the problem is. But, so that would be my first question: is I don't know what the problem is in that. Okay, you're the the character is pregnant. So if you're saying what effects it would have to the game and what kind of, did he mention the class of the character? This is the entire question. I have a female character who's gotten herself pregnant. How should I handle this? <laughs> have you seek the clinic? Have you, have you talked to your friends and family? I have, have a you, pamphlet for you. Have you talked to the, have you talked to the cleric? <laughs> right. See if Do you know who the father is. That's right. Which, that's right. Well, it's probably the orc. So. See? Too many half ones. <laughs> that's right. So It was funny. Uh, so anyway, uh, I need a Badoom dish. Oh, I, I have my porn sound there, there anger. So your, your goal, James, she's still alive. Wow. Your goal, James, is to simply get one, one piece of advice, the same as Gene Wells. That's, that's, that's all you got to do is let's, can you get uh, one piece of advice? Okay. Yeah, I would, well, what would Gene, this, now this is a dark round. Oh, hole. cause you're trying to predict what Gene Wells would do. Right. Because it doesn't matter what I think. So I think she would say that once the pregnancy went too long, she should take a break and then come back after the child was born. Oh, so like some maternity leave. Right. Like yeah. a little D&D maternity right. leave. Don't adventure. Well, after like, say, seven months and after for like three or four months, she should probably, the character should take off. Just, you don't want to be struck with a mace uh, in, in the abdomen, that would probably not be good. And then you got to take care of the kid for a couple of weeks, a few weeks after well, some a, downtime when well, you're doing your training. Well, there's a lot of issues. I mean, should maybe she, I know I need to listen. Should she perhaps retire? Give up adventure? Right. Right. I'm right. not suggesting that you shouldn't have a female character working at the same time as I'm a kid or not. So, but you know, right. There's a hard work life balance. Very dangerous. Right. Okay. Answer. I have no idea. So I'm going to just give myself a buzzer. <laughs> you're already losing. I don't really want to answer this question Ooh. now. That's kind of interesting. But <laughs> since your letter is not the only one presenting me with this problem, wow. I will say this much. Stop fighting, practicing magic, and doing other things that cause stress. I don't think you thought of that. Yeah. Don't, you know, you are endangering the baby. Right, right. Okay. This is very CG. Fighting demons could potentially be stressful. You don't want to lose the baby. The chances of losing the child are great. This is why Jean Wells is good for this job. And you don't need to add more to it. She's like a doctor. Right, right. She's like an OBGYN. During this time period, medicine was still progressing, and it still wasn't too great. Most of it was old wives' tales. Now, after you've given birth... It will be months before you can even begin to get back into shape and practice your skills. James, you've got, you've, I got, you, some of you got that. I got the second part. Female characters who find themselves with child soon find themselves retired. This is an occupational hazard that should be avoided. Don't, don't fool around 
and you won't have to temporarily retire your female character and lose the chance of gaining. She's shaming her. I, this is awesome. <laughs> gaining all that experience you could be getting wow. because you are with child. Wow. Or just had. Or just had one. It is not fair, but that is life. Wow. This There's is. More. This is a hardcore game in Gene Wells plays. How she, she yes, she it's like her mom. It's like the mom. It's, it's like a like, high school special ad, afternoon type special. Right? You just threw your life away. Well he said he was wearing a ring of protection. Right. Wrong type. <laughs> Didn't protect armor, it just saves. The reason I don't want to say more is because I'm working on an article for the dragon about women in D and D yes, and some of the problems they that. face. I also intend to cover pregnancy in the different races and how to handle it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, and uh, cool. Bot had an qu- interesting question. If a pregnant character is magically aged, will the baby come out quicker? That to me is a great question. That's a real sage advice question, isn't right. it? You age if you magically age your physical things. You physically age. So, would it happen? I does would... the baby age? Right. Does the baby age? Because oh. you said physical things happen to you, oh, so does the baby itself that's age? Good. That's a good one. Over is all the humanity, oh, literally. But wait a second. How, how much do you age? Well, it depends on the magical aging. Because if it's a... <laughs> Your kid's like a teenager? <laughs> well, if you get blasted by... If you, well, if you're, if you're a female wizard and you cast... Or cleric, and you cast uh, gate, I think it's like five years you age. Oh, my gosh. So, well, that's... Oh, so wait. Oh, so the baby just come out, and then... How quick does it happen? So then the baby comes out. It's just like fast forward. A baby comes out and right. grows. And well, like, I, don't th- I think once the, well, again, oh, once the baby's out. Yeah, then it would stop growing. Oh, you just true. get older. Well, unless, no, unless the effect is complete upon it being cast or whatever. Yeah. And so it just, it's a follow well, through. Now you've got the philosophical thing of when, when is the child an actual separate person? Because, like, if I cast gate, it doesn't affect me because we're separate entities. Could you imagine that? Like, that's the debate, then, is, is, it, a per- is it a person? That breaks out, that, that breaks out during a D&D game over this issue. Okay, that's very interesting. Well, and I agree with Vic on the set, going back to the first one, is I, I was just about to say, but Vic said on the chat first, well, if you had the kid, you just hire a nanny. You just hire a hireling. You hire, hire, uh, mm-hmm. you hire Mary Poppins or whatever to follow you around. You've got the Link Boy and you've got the Mary Poppins. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Enough just carry around. Point. Yeah. Right. Hireling, like girl for nanny. Right. I mean, if you're that high enough yeah. level, you just, all right, we'll leave Junior up here. We're going to go fight the dragon. We'll be back. Yeah. So, oh, so you're like bringing the baby along. Right. Like on like tour. Like the henchman. Yeah. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. You hire hireling. Bears and you, you know, mm-hmm. nannies and everything else. But back to the. Well, what about breastfeeding? Well, I mean. If, you can't uh, be gone too long. Well, I, I, you have to do a lot more resting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every eight, eight hours or something. So you're in the dungeon. I'll be back. I'll be back. Gotta <laughs> I gotta it. go. I gotta go. <laughs> okay. It uh, could work, folks. But back to the other one. I think that's a great question. So Dan, Dan's hand gestures are killing me. That's oh. what Angry Monk is saying. I don't oh, I'm know. Sorry. I don't know what that means. Well, I'm very, I gesticulate a lot. You do. Which you, and you're not from Southern Europe, which is, tends to be a Greek-Italian thing. Right. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm or sorry. New York. No, feel free. Hey. I'm upsetting the guests. No. I'm mean, going to have a seizure. Uh, and then, then you know what? They can look away. They can turn there. They can just put the volume on. Go ahead. That was a good one. But it, yeah, it does raise a lot of issues if you have I, a female I, character. I would say for the fun of the game that the child would age in the womb in utero. Okay. 
So if you got hasted, you're a female fighter, you got hasted, that, which of course could solve a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. Hey, I got this, I got pregnant, I want to have this kid quickly. Doot, 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 doot. What's the potion that you take that ages? A haste. It? It's just a haste. Potion of speed. So wait, so like let's say you do rich, rich female adventures that get pregnant, do they just take like a potion of speed right. to get this moving along? Yeah, she, yeah she's getting the sick morning sickness. She's like, I think I'm pregnant. Oh, so like she goes into she goes into the doctor, she goes into the Claire. It's like I'm pregnant. He's, he's like, what can be done? I got money. I'm like, well, you want to do potion of speed? Right. And That's right. Your baby that. is? Right, done. Potion of speed and a henchman. <laughs> There you go. And you're good to go. And you're, you're good out to... that day. There is a business there. There, <laughs> Like Saul's uh, identity <laughs> shop. There is Dr. Bill's uh, Pregnancy Treat Crisis Center. Yeah, the little neon sign. sign. Right? Come on in. Pregnancy Crisis speed. You get the potion of speed. Drop the kid. You're done. You're done. We've solved it. Okay. Wow, we are amazing. Question keep, number two. Keep going. In the same issue. I am having a romance with a god. But he wasn't having anything to do with me until I, but he won't have anything to do with me until I divorce my present husband. How do I go about divorcing my husband? Well, that's rude. So so she's decided she's going to divorce her husband. To go with the the God. Yeah. So the question is, yeah. So she's upgrading, sounds like. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So what's your answer? All right. So the question is, how do I go about divorcing my husband? Marry this guy. There's, there, there's. Uh, you've heard of divorce Italian style? That was a movie. No, that means murder the person. That's that's one way divorce Italian style. Okay. So we don't know the laws and the religious tenets of that area that this character is in. That would be the first thing that would predicate. Clearly, you'd have to look at the. Is this a legal marriage? Is this a relig- is this a legal marriage? Is this a religious marriage? Is this a marriage where they? Uh, <laughs> that's have- not what I do. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it was like a TikTok thing. I don't know. So, um, casting a spell. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, I would say it depends on the religious and legal status of the marriage and what the laws and things of the of the campaign they're in, and the DM would adjudicate that. Right. Answer. I was kidding when I told my mom I was going to be the dear Abby of D and D players. Oh, little did I realize, a divorce is hard to get. It is almost unheard of except for royalty. Also, you don't really want to be married to a god or a goddess, for that matter, guys. He will take you to the heavens and lock you away in his castle where he can keep you out of harm's way. It has to be this way. If it isn't, then you would become too powerful a character. You would have a god at your, be- at your beck and call, and that would unbalance the game. Once again, Jean Wells, she's keeping it real. Yeah, she's yeah. seeing the, the reality of the situation. Yeah, I, only, I only answered how do you get divorced. I didn't answer how do you marry God. But see, she's, 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 she's tying she's, it in. She's adding that additional advice. You don't want to do that. That's a bad idea. Okay. All right. I am a 12th level paladin, and I want to start a lineage. Is it possible? Can my paladin get married? And if so... And if, if no, can he have children? Well, first play Pendragon, because that's what the whole game's about, having a lineage. Uh, so you're a paladin. So, so I'm a paladin. Can you get married? And if not, 
So, can you have children? So I, I'm going to base this on what my recollection, there was a previous one that she talked about, Paladins. I forgot if she landed on Paladins or Chased or not. I felt like she didn't have to be. It was based, that was a, our modern uh, interpretation or interpretation of the Paladin. So if you do not have to be, cha- in other words, being a Paladin does not necessitate, like we said, I'm a Paladin of Aphrodite. Oh, you're definitely not. Uh, yeah, exactly. So uh, I would, I think it would not be an issue. That's what I'm going with, depending on the deity and, and that you're following. Answer. Well, most believe that paladins practice celibacy. I firmly uphold this belief and will not allow my paladin, Guinevere, to marry. This is a personal decision, or it can be made by your DM for you. Even if they don't marry, I'm quite sure that paladins are capable of having children. So she says, I firmly uphold this belief. That's very interesting, because I thought it would be the other way. I, I must have read that one the wrong way. Why is it wrong? What's wrong with a paladin? Oh, well, well, outside of marriage. But why can't you get... Well, okay. Well, it's, a, it's Again, it's the idea of this priesthood kind of thing uh, that you've, you've reserved yourself for the deed. Uh, it's, it's a distraction to your service to the deed. It's not the, necess- not the act. It's that your focus is not on serving. Well, yeah, but clearly paladins of Aphrodite. Right, I mean, well, you're servicing something there. That's what I'm saying. So you're not having a constitution, a high constitution for no reason. I think Jim Ward essentially admitted that. Right, and exactly. they, and you, you asked him about it. I yeah, did. You have no shame. No, I have no shame because it's, cl- it's clearly obvious that charisma makes sense. But he gave, the right, that was the, that yes. was the line. The paladins had a high constitution. So right, right. They're, you know, you're, you're not giving it for one reason. Right. You've got to be able to service, serve, serve the deity, service, in service of the deity. See, <laughs> and constitution bonus. In service of the deity. Uh, I'm thinking I miss an opportunity for something good on the back of your shirt, don't you think? Yes. I'm sure next year you'll, be, you'll come up with another one. Okay, ready for the last sage advice question? Yes. How can you handle pregnancy in AD&D games? I'm not making this up, Jay. Get this <laughs> <laughs> not that far, not that much later. And, and they ask it again. How can you, and I don't know if it's subtly different. How can you handle pregnancy in AD&D games? This is not Gene Wells. This is Procurium. Oh, Procurium. Not, not, not the other word I use, which is not that. Um, Actually, there's one more after this. Okay. So how do you handle it? Will you handle it like anything else? You would basically say there would be no, I guess their question is, what is the gaming effect to the character who is, who is pregnant? I would say there'd be no effect up until maybe the last amount, and they may need to rest more. Say. But there's no, there should be no game effect. Uh, okay. Answer. This is one of those aspects of AD&D gaming that is left up to the DM's decisions. All campaigns are different, and the elves, for example, within one campaign could legitimately have longer gestation periods than those in another campaign. As a general rule of thumb, it can probably be asserted that elves have the longest pregnancy times, probably as much as two years. Dwarves, gnomes, humans, halflings, and half-elves are all about the same, between eight and 12 months, and orcs and humanoids would have shorter gestation periods, possibly ranging down to six months. These are only suggestions, however, what the DM decides for his campaign is the final answer. Basically, it's up to you. 
I'm not sure we really need, do we really need to know about the gestation period for the different races? Uh, now we know. Did Roger Moore cover it? Uh, did you no. Oh, he go. did not, to my knowledge. Okay, the last one. Are you ready? The last I, stage advice. I am excited that this is the last one. I mean, I'm excited that I this one. <laughs> These questions really aren't built. For, they're not really in your wheelhouse. No. I'm not saying you're not a pound and Aphrodite, but you're more like, how does a potion of speed mix with right. it? Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Why do half ogres have such low charisma? <laughs> it's not obvious. Why do half ogres? Because remember, Roger Moore, Sir Scary Geigs, and Roger Moore did the whole half ogre. Right. And I, they must have, I think they have like a max, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Have, it was right. like six or something. It was like eight. <laughs> it's pretty low. Why do half ogres have such low charismas? Um, why do they have such low ones? Because they are not charismatic from our perspective. They are brutes. They have, they, they don't, they're, they're moving towards the horror side of because again, if you get negative, you start going horror, which is you repulse people, and so they are brutes. They are not. Uh, they don't enthrall people to do things, and and that's that's the general nature of them. That's why they unchar uncharismatic. I mean, is the writer familiar with an ogre? No, apparently not. Well, maybe he felt though. You know, the ogres that he's seen are are very charismatic. Oh, okay. Maybe answer. No one really trusts them. <laughs> I, guess, I guess they're separating that charisma and communist business. Uh, 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 they often have their ogre parents nastier habits, and many of them are chaotic evil. While they, well, that's just chaotic evil. You're not charismatic. Right, which I don't, I don't agree with. I don't either. While they might not look particularly ugly, well... That seems to me strange. I thought they probably are particularly ugly. Yeah. They, uh, don't ogres have well, wordy bumps? Well, they're ugly to, and again, this is the, what's interesting about charisma, like it says for half-orcs. Your half-orcs, you take minus two for other non-half-orcs. Right. So it's clearly in the eye of the beholder. Right. Even though it's not supposed to be physical, it's, a, it's, a, it's again, it's a stat of, your mannerisms and some physical things of how you project yourself to others and how they're going to react to it. Half orcs, their attributes are not attra are not attractive to attract people to follow them because they're jerks, basically. Right, and right. That's the same thing with ogres. Well, like, it's really not that hard. It really isn't. But for other ogres, they'd be very happy, you know. In fact, a looker. Right. Right. And there is something to be said that there are some traits that are universal because, for instance, you could have a thirteen. Charisma uh, half orc minus two would be eleven to everyone else, but in other words, there are traits that are that are universal because even though it's minus two, half orcs find them attractive to follow. But and also, if they're very, if they're really good half orcs mm -hmm. from a charisma strength, other people find them attractive to follow and listen to because they just have magnetism. Do you do you? Is it the plus two? So let's like say I roll an eighteen charisma, right, and you minus two it. Because you're a half orc, but then it drops down to twelve. I think twelve is the max. I th whatever the max is. Yeah. What is it to a half orc? Is it the original roll or is it the? I don't remember. That's a great question. It has to be the original roll because otherwise that would mean even half orcs are like, yeah, we think we're just like even the best half orc is okay. Right. There's got to be like an eighteen equivalent for half orcs, don't you think? Well, we could look at the deities and see yeah. what they see what they say. You don't need. But I, I, I think it's never happened because no one puts 18 in their charisma unless they roll straight down. Right. So while they might not look particularly ugly, though some of them do, and might appear quite confident and powerful, social prejudice 
social prejudice is being built into charisma, they're saying, and their own behavior tends to strongly limit their charismatic effect toward other races. So this is more about the people don't like them and they are, their behavior is chaotic evil. I'm not in love with that answer. It's not a Gene Wells answer. I don't like that answer. I would have just been like, because they are foul-tempered and they have warty bumps all over them of different colors. I mean, right? Yeah, I think, again, going back to the player's handbook where it says... Charisma is the measure of a character's combined physical attractiveness, persuasiveness, and personal magnetism. Okay. Oh, no. We got three. Okay. So looks do count. Right. In, in original. And, and it's all important to all characters. It has an effect on dealing with others, particularly non-player characters, mercenaries, highlands, perspective retainers, and monsters. Okay. So there's a picture of the ogre. Yeah, that's right. Not, right? Not, I mean, not, you know, from in our st- prejudices that we carry, it's not attractive. Right. And it also says... They are, the second sentence, they are ugly, tempered, and voracious. That doesn't sound, that's usually what we would not identify with charismatic, charisma, ugly, tempered. You're so charismatic. Right, exactly. Not. All right. To me, that's it. They're they're unattractive and ugly, tempered. Yes, and I will answer that question. Character maximum applies only with respect to non-orcs and non-half-orcs. So I would say in that case that if they had 18, their 12 would be in relation to non-orcs and half-orcs. Right. So you're an 18, and then you're minus 2 to 16, which gets bumped down to 12. Correct. Excellent. Okay. That's what I would go with. I think that's the answer. Okay. That is it. Congratulations, James. Dr. Ruth. That's that's, right. Make sure you wear protection. You're wearing a protection. (laughs) Put two on. <laughs> they don't cancel. It's always good. One could fall off. Ooh. So you go. So, 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 you, so you say at the gas station, there's like a little ring of, a little ring of protection. I'd like to box of ring of protection, please. Small size. Hey, I'm just kidding. Plus right. one, plus two. Ah, let's go with the plus one. Get exclusive content. A behind-the-screen look at the podcast. And a chance to play with Dan and James. Support Grog Talk by becoming a patron at www.patreon.com backslash Grog Talk. All right, you wanted to do your random role for Magic Item. Oh, so in, you forgot last time. I believe in the January, I think this was the January 1982 yep, yep. edition of Dragon Magazine, there was an article by Pete Monet, Monet, Mo, Monet, Monet, Pete Monet, called Random Magic Items. You roll up so is you might have a situation where uh, you're in a pinch and you want to roll up an interesting random magic item. And this is what this would allow you to do this during the game. So what I need you to do is I need you to roll. Oh, I'm going to. And by absolutely. Way, I, I've been using my Valentine's dice. Let me put them. These in. dice got to get out of here. The fecal dice. Okay, we'll, we'll, t- we'll taint these dice with right. fecal matter. Right. Very appropriate for a Valentine's episode. Okay. And I need you to roll a percentile dice. This is going to tell you what type of item it is. Okay. 49. It is a hat. Okay. I like that. I like it. Now, considering an item of clothing or adornment must be worn in plain sight for power to work. Okay. So you can't just put it on at home. Apparently, you need to put it on and walk around. And, and, and it has to be uh, visibly displayed like that. Okay. So now what we're going to find out is, uh, is there a special user table? Roll to see. Oh, wait. Hang on. The random. We should read the instructions. Sorry. Blowing things down. The random match. The random magic tables presented below are suggested as an addition to the DM's available options when she faces rolling up and 
item. Okay, so where is it? 10% of random items are cursed, so we'll have to roll for that at some point. The other 90% have one power from the powers table, and 10% uh, so empowered are assigned a class or subclass from the special user table. Ah, okay. So 90% have one power from the table, and 10% of those so empowered are assigned a special. Okay, I think I understand that. So you're going to roll percentile dice now. Well, first got to see if it's cursed, right? Yeah, if it's not, you get, right. Then if it's not cursed, you get a power. Not cursed. Not cursed. 29. So now I think you're rolling the special power table. Right. All right, okay. Six. Fighter. Fighter only, including this, a ranger yeah, or paladin. This is for fighters and only. Got this it. is a hat? Because that makes sense. A hat right. just for fighters. fighters. That's right. Take that helmet off and put <laughs> a hat on. He's not a wizard. No. It's a tall, pointy hat That's for right. fighters. That's right. That's why this is fun, because it makes you think outside the box. See, you're right. always so boring, James. Like, oh, it's going to be for a fighter. Make a sword. Why not a wizard? Well, like this hat. is clearly the wizard in the marketplace is making this for his fighters, because it's a jerk move. It is. We've got to wear this. Oh, it's a, it's, and it should do something awesome, like it gives you like plus two to attack or something, but then you have to wear a hat, and now, you, you're, now your head's AC-10. Well, that sounds like, yeah, well, we're going to find that out. We're right. going to find out. So I now need you to roll on the power table. Power! Twelve. Plus one and all saving throw. Yeah, there you go. You have the wah, 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 wah. Yep. That was kind of boring. That's, you, that, you, that's it. That's it, buddy. When you wear this hat, if you're a fighter, it's plus one and all save. So the question is, is it worth it yeah. to not wear a helmet? Can you put the hat on over the helmet? Probably not. Probably it has to say it has to be visibly thing. It has to be visibly seen. Well, can I put it on top? Over. <laughs> nope. I don't think this can't be between you and your head. I think that's probably right. Right. It has to, be, it has to touch your body. So you, um, put, you could put the helmet over it, and then you won't get the plus one to save. Yeah. Oh. Then you won't get that. Wait. Right, but then you could flip off the helmet and you, the hat would. Okay. So if you were like, you know, having to make a saving throw versus spell, oh, there's a wizard. I'll, I'll take my helmet off because he's not going to attack me. Yeah. Okay. I'm not worried about getting hit in the head by a wizard. That wasn't very good. That was pretty boring. Okay. All right. But, you know, all right. I mean, you get what you pay for. It was on the fly. Hat plus one. <laughs> I don't know if saving throws. Hat plus one. I think it's great because it's, the part that's the screw job, which is, is for fighters only, that's awesome. Right, right. That's, that's, you can't beat that. All right, so now we're ready for random encounter. Let's do it. The random encounter, which is where we start a new year. We have, uh, we retired Litchie Woman, and unfortunately Banjo Destructo created theme song, which we are premiering. On this show, at the end of the show, we are premiering Litchie Woman. Right. It won't be the premiere of the song, but right. it will be the premiere of it on this show, if that makes sense. It's the first time it will be played on this show. Correct. Yeah. So, so hang around. Right. Wait uh, about one or two o'clock in the afternoon. Right. Our time, you should hear the premiere on our show of Litchie Woman. And it is good. It's worth the wait. It is definitely worth it. No the doubt wait. about that. Absolutely. And James is a musician, so he knows. Right. Okay. Five out of five. Five out of five. In fact, I told him for all parodies, he's now responsible for them. Five stars out of 100. Okay. Exactly. So this, a random encounter, we retired Litchie Woman. We had two new contestants for the new year, and Stone Gollum, uh, Rock Hudson, I guess we can call him, or okay. what? Came up, I think. Um, 
is, is the winner, and now we have to give him a challenger. So we're going to find, using the Dorso diet rule from the Angry Monk dice, figure out what book we're using. The Fiend Polio. Fiend Polio. All right, very nice. Okay, James, I will pull out the Fiend Polio. If you would like to grab your Valentine's dice. I will. I need you to roll on a D10. Oh, D10. And this is the episode part of Six. Six, where we're going to randomly roll monster, talk about them, and have them fight the champ. Exactly. We are not in a dungeon. I'm flipping and turning. Right, people said, don't deny them they're flipping and turning. Well, indeed. We are in temperate and subtropical conditions. Okay, last time we were in, in the scrub bush, brush, or whatever it was. I need to roll a D8 to find out the predominant terrain. Oh. Two. We are in the scrub. <laughs> we can't get out of the scrub. We can't get out of this, you scrubs. <laughs> so, all right, I now need to roll percentile. Percentile. Whammo. 46. A lion. Okay. <laughs> it's Aslan. Oh, no, we're killing Aslan. <laughs> That's terrible. Well, Aslan has a problem. He really does. He, he doesn't, he can't hit him. He cannot hit this. Wait, is it enough? Wait, is this not that conversation again? Wait, yes. Well, he's got he, enough? He's got, is it, he's, oh, he's not going to be enough hit he, dice? He's not magical. So remember we talked about, we, we decided he could, if he was high enough hit dice, but a lion's not high enough hit dice. I, I this is a matter of some controversy. Right. Well, we, we made it a controversy. All right. What page are we on, Dan? Do you know that the lion is on the same page as Lich? Page 61. Page 61 of the Monster Manual. Right below Lich. It's almost like Lichy Woman is getting at us. Right. She's looking at you, dude. Okay. Lion. Uh, oh, I guess okay. we have... I well, I'm not going to look at it. Well, it's not going to be mountain or spotted because it's in the scrub. I right. assume this is just an okay. ordinary lion. Okay. How, what's the frequency, do you think, James? Of, Uncommon, of, I'm going to say. You are correct, sir. Uncommon. No, now, this is kind of frightening. Number appearing. 2 to 24. Two to 12. Not as bad as you thought, but that's still pretty bad. It's going to have two ACs. We'll find out why. I'm not sure why. Maybe one it's its belly. Uh, armor <laughs> class. Who are you Not a cat. I, mean, I guess he's a cat, but he's a big cat. That's another song, Scratching the Belly. <laughs> scratch. You don't need to write that down. Scratch. I know you don't want to. No. I, I like, I was going to you were going to Scratching the Itch, which would be more cool. Scratch, oh, yeah. Scratch, scratch. Or is it Itching the Scratch? Itching the Scratch. That's the B-side. Or Itching My Scratch, or Itching Your Scratch, I don't know, so. Itch My Scratch. Oh, there's half the album's written already. The A-side's <laughs> done. Give me a pop-up. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I looked up prices to an album. I, I, there was no scratch and sniff uh, choices there. Okay. Um, AC. I say six or uh, six. Six or what would you say? Six or what? If you're gonna... Five or six. It is five and slash six. Wow. Very good, sir. Okay. Very good, sir. Movement. Ah, so I would say 18. 12 inches. Not the, yeah, you, yeah, that's surprising. Only 12 inches. Yeah, they're as fast as us. I thought you can't run a lion. I know you can't run a cheetah, but... Or, yeah, only 12? At 12. It's a leopard. Safer move. 12. That doesn't make any sense. You're telling me a monk is faster than a, a, a lion? <laughs> that doesn't seem right, does it? Okay. That seems... Book doesn't lie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hit dice. They're bigger, they're probably better than an ogre. Probably not as good as a 
roll. So, I don't know, four plus five, five, something like that. Very, very good. Five plus two. Very good. Um, I'll tell you the rest. We'll keep moving with this. So, percent in layer is 25%. So, they, they do uh, roam really, and scrub. Yep, okay. So, that's bad. Uh, sadly, they don't have any treasure type. And then, of course, the three attacks. And a one to four, one to four, one to ten. And then the rear claw business, which I always think is massively entertaining. Do you think the lions really do that? Like, cats? You think they, like, do the two? They, like, grab you? and Right, yeah. You think, well, that's it's interesting. Okay. And they're surprised only on a one. That's so that, good. That's good for the lion here. They're, they're semi-intelligent, so they're better than animal. So that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, that's good. Neutral alignment. They are large. So here's what it says about lions. Lions generally inhabit warmer climates. Warm, temperate, to tropical. They will thrive in any region from desert to jungle, swamp to savanna. Lions hunt in packs. They're called prides. The, the males seldom doing any actual stalking, killing of prey. The lioness is the real huntress. Oh, so this is, very, this is kind of her Valentine's kind right. of theme there. So, right. so it is. She's stalking her prey. So the female, like a, um, a succubus. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so. So the females go out and do, we were just talking about this with the, with the pregnancy, so they're not retiring. Right. They don't have time for this. That's what we should, D&D characters should be like the lioness. They, they're killing, well, and someone mentioned there's a show that where the woman is a badass fighter and she's fighting, she's have, she has the kid at the end of the battle. So. The cougar town? Uh, 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 no, the Wheel of Time, which is mm. um, on Amazon. Oh, well, that's been recommended to me. It was a series of books. Right? Yeah, it was a series of books. Uh, now we're diverting. Um, I also saw... Uh, yesterday, I guess, was the premiere of the Critical Role cartoon that's on Amazon. It's also oh, on Amazon. Okay. And, you know, I didn't have, I'm not a Critical Role watcher. I've watched a, a little bit of it just to see what the hubbaloo is. And this is like, I've, you know, of course, I always have in my mind's eye the um, cartoon, because it's a D&D related, that the cartoon from the 80s. This is not the cartoon from the 80s. The, I'm sure not. I will say that I was I, I originally I was like I'm not sure what I think of it, but I it's it, I watched two of the three episodes that were released. I generally think it's 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 more like the heavy metal a movie. If you like the heavy metal mm-hmm. movie, which was very um, adult rated, you would like this. So two two cheers, not three. Yeah, two cheers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Is it? It's okay, but and it's not very fifth edition. If there's, I'm sure there's fifth edition things. I mean, basically, it's it's the reason it's fifth edition is because all the characters are these weird kind of things. Well, not weird, weird. They're they're not your traditional human paladin and human cleric. They're the the races. But again, it felt more like heavy. It's it's like the D and D cartoon meshed with heavy metal. A lot of profanity, a lot of innuendo, and vi- very violent. Wow. Yeah. When there, it's not like the D and D cartoon where no one dies. People get totally murked in the thing. Is it fair to say that Critical Role would probably be our biggest competition? Like yeah. they'd be like our rival. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, we started after them. We were not really aware of it, and then we saw them and said, "Well, we already do this." We, yeah. And, we, yeah. Right. And, and yeah, they're they're pretty much that's a, we do a similar thing, but I think ours is obviously better. So. So. Our lion, when we left the lion, the lioness was out being the real huntress. All, that'd be a good female character. Like she could be called like the lioness. She's like a female paladin or right. something, right? Like the lioness. Her husband's at home puttering around, you know? 
He's like the cobbler. That's my wife, basically. She's the lioness. See, that could be kind of interesting. You have a female character. She's the adventurer. Right. She's like the fighter. And the husband is like, you know, the cobbler. <laughs> they fell in love in exactly. high school. Right. He's like, you know, he didn't, his stats weren't very good. Yeah. Just didn't feel, that wasn't feeling He's anything. like an eight strength. What do you need to be a fighter? Nine, probably. Dean or maybe seven. How bad is it? What do you need to be a fighter? Nine? Nine. You need nine? Nine strength. So he has like an eight strength. Yes. It'd be like me, right? Yeah, like seven, right. whatever. Right. I'm like, you know, not smart enough to be a wizard. You're, you're basically got eights and everything. Yeah. But she, you know, they met in high school. She loved him. And right. so now she's like, yeah, she's like making all, she's been whole piles of coin. Okay. And, and she, she has to give a bunch of it to the church. And it's like, well, who's going to stay home with the kids? Well, he's the cobbler. Right. He's the cobbler. Okay, I like I, that. That's a great story. I like this backstory. I got to work that into one of my next pregens. All these creatures can spring up to 30 feet. Ah, ah there, you, there go. you go, sir. That's good. So, wait a second. What's your springing speed? So, you're the monk. And now I see the monk running and the lion coming after him. And he's starting to make some distance away from the lion. Can he spring? Like he's not springing well, more than 12 inches. Well, springing, I, it feels like it's from a standing. Thing. It's not like you. That's You're running and spring. You're just like, spring? like yeah. a frog, right? Okay. Or springing, leaping would be more running. Like <laughs> males, however, are ferocious fighters and will actually defend their group territory. I did not know that. I didn't realize that the females went out and hunted. Male lions have armor class five, four quarters. Wait, male lions have armor class five, four quarters. An armor class six. Oh, I never even heard that word. James, did you know that you have a four quarter and you have a hind quarter? I've heard of hind quarters, but not four quarters. Hind quarter is actually one of the songs on the. <laughs> Show me your hind quarters. Back up those hind quarters. <laughs> the Valentine's Day show. We put it at. Back up. You need to put another warning. Double warning. Warning. <laughs> Listen to the warning one more time. Right. Back up your back up your hind quarters. <laughs> yeah. This is a final Okay. All right. So there's six and five. So wow, I've never seen a creature have a five AC six. for Yeah. Okay, so it's five in the front, six in the back. Wait, That's why is a, that? almost a rap song. It's the four quarters are AC five, the hind why? quarters. Why? Why? I don't because they have teeth in the front, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Just to make it more difficult. Okay. Male lines have Marcos five. Linuses have the latter armor class. So their armor class is six. Oh, completely? Yes. Okay. A typical bride consists of one to three males and one to nine females. If found in the lair, there will be one to ten cubs from 30% to 60% grown, which will not fight. There will be one to four lionesses with these cubs, wait, which will immediately attack, unless they're out hunting, of course. Yeah. What's the male doing? Just, I think they already said that. Nothing. Nothing. Until it's Under go fight. time. Right. So they're guards. Yeah. So lioness is doing everything. Yes. So lioness is getting pregnant, hunting, having the cub, hunting, hunting, them. right, doing all that stuff, and then then the males are just like, well, someone and and they make movies of lions and say they're wonderful, right? Lion King. Yeah. Sounds like a perfect society to me. Should be about the lioness. Ridiculous. It's like that charisma business. Welcome where it's to like the social. Like... I like that kind of Valentine's Day. That sounds like. <laughs> Good day. You're basically just you're so, creating you're creating cubs. Uh, hey, know your role, baby. <laughs> know your job. Without me, baby, there'd be right. no cubs. That's right. 
So basically, the stone golem is pretty much walking into a den. Right. This is what's going to happen. And he's, so then, he's, well, he's walking the savanna because they don't have a den. They kind of move around. Oh, I, see, I didn't realize that. Is there no den? I guess you're right. They don't have a lair. I didn't. Okay. Well, no way. It says oh, 25%. 25%. Okay, no, so no, what what is the lair? I don't know. It's a in the Lion King, it's a cave, though. So. Okay. In any event, so they're gonna, he's going to come upon the lioness. Who, so the lioness is... Well, you have to decide. You have to decide the gender. Is it a oh, lion? Oh, you're right. Oh, you're right. Don't make decisions with the dice. Oh, I think it's the fighter. Okay, you're right. All right. Is it a lioness? Right. Is the question with the angry monk dice. Yes, but... What does that mean? Yes, but maybe it's a, could it be a spotted lion. Maybe that's. Does that mean the you're attacking the hind quarter? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Jeez, uh, I don't know it. No, but yes, but I'm gonna say yes. She's pregnant. That doesn't. The lion. She's with the cub. All right, is she out hunting? Yeah, she out hunting. Yes, <laughs> Darn you, dice of vagueness. We're, we're being punished. <laughs> we are punishing the, we're the acolyte. Punishing the co-host. We're the acolyte. She's out hunting. Um, but is she... Well, okay, look. It could be... A, it, it could be... A, it, could, it could be surprise. It could be... A, <laughs> can't be surprise. Only one. All right. Okay. We're going with rolling. Yes, but yes, but what is is what's the is? Do we care about the butt? <laughs> yes. No. No. No, I don't want to care about the <laughs> with butt. With an exclamation point. <laughs> yes, you have to care about the butt. Okay, so let's review. We have: <laughs> Is it the lioness? Yes, but is she hunting? No, but what could that possibly be? Um, hmm. Is that any help? They're still back on it. Pay, it he, he's the, they're just. Okay, no, I think the question is luck. Okay. Maybe not surprised, but I think, is it attacking the hindquarter? Because maybe it's, maybe she's hunting. Maybe she's, she's, she's eating something. She's attacked. Yeah, she, she's she's, she's it, just attacked something. Right. Okay. Wait a second. If that's a yes, then we have to roll what she's fighting. Because he's coming upon a fight. Oh, okay. So is she, is, she, is she attacking something? Yeah. Yeah. So, See, there it is. The dice get you there, James. So, it just takes some time. We, we don't, the dice aren't the problem. We're the problem. The dice, are, you're, the dice are like you guys are idiots. Well, that's, well. LARPing your way through life. Thanks. <laughs> bunch of morons. You guys are like a bunch of morons <laughs> LARPing <laughs> your way through life. Exactly. No true. No true, no true words have been said. I feel like I've heard that before. I'm not sure where. Okay, so now, all right, all right, James. We're in, but you're in the savanna, or no, you're not. You're in the scrub. Scrub, yes. You have to go in the folio. This is getting it's ridiculous. Okay, hold on. Are you doing the fiend folio scrub version? Oh, well, okay, fair enough. I'm, is there going to be a scrub in Monster Manual too? Oh, there's scrubs in Monster Manual too. Fiend folio. Okay, okay. All right, roll percentile, Jice. For me, we are in the scrub, some kind of scrub temperate. Yeah, it's going to be somewhere there too, in the same thing. Temperate scrub. Yeah, it's got to be in the scrub. Seventy-six. A pseudo dragon. Ooh. So the lioness has gone out to hunt. 
And all she can find is she's finding she's gonna have to bring back a pseudo dragon for her cubs. Wow. Have some pseudo dragon. Okay. Well, I like this lion ass. Okay, but I don't know if the suit I don't think I'm, I think not I'm in sure love this, with her. I don't think the pseudo dragon she she may not she may not beat the pseudo dragon. So now we have two fights we gotta do? Is that what you're telling me? Uh uh-uh. Yes, unless you want to do this as we'll do this combat, and then we'll come back and do the winner we'll do next time against okay. the... Uh, I like that. Okay. All right. So it's pseudo-dragon against so the lioness. All right. So I, the lioness is out hunting in the two, scrub. A month from now, we'll be like, what? Who? The lioness is out hunting in the scrub to bring back some food for the cub. The lion is... The male lion is just sitting around doing nothing, and she comes upon a pseudo-dragon. I'm going to be the lion because I really don't want to run a pseudo dragon. They have spells. They're yeah, not yeah. that easy, are they? All right. Got it. Very, any climb. Pseudo That's dragon. Because we were talking about pseudo dragons in the Discord because one of your guys has a pseudo dragon. That right is here. right. The pseudo dragon deliver a vicious bite with its small dragon like jaws. Page 79. Okay. But its major weapon is its sting equipped tail. This appendage is long and very flexible. The creature can move it with flashing speed and strike a plus, one to, a plus four to hit. Oh, my gosh. Any creature struck must save versus poison or go into a state of catalepsy, which lasts from one to six days. So this is not good. And then during this time, the victim appears dead, and there's a 25% chance the creature will actually die. So I assume this pseudo-dragon really just wants to live. It doesn't want to be eaten by a lion. I mean, what does it care about killing the lion, right? That's right. fair to say. You right. just don't want to be cub meat. Right, exactly. Okay, all right. Now, I'm on the hunt. So right. you could possibly surprise hunt. me, I guess. Right? Yes. So we're rolling, are we rolling for distance? Well, yeah, we're rolling for distance. You're very small. Yes. So I just see you sort of fluttering about. One and a half feet long. With, we are uh, 90 yards away. Okay, and we're outside. We're in the scrub. Okay. Well, now it's surprise. That's right. But now it's surprise. Oh, you gotta be kidding me! I rolled a one. I rolled a one. Simultaneously, <laughs> we walk into Whoa. each other. <laughs> what lioness? Pseudo dragon? What? So, all right. So now uh, we are declaring action. Yes. I am attacking you because I need. You're gonna food. charge me, basically, right? You're gonna come. come oh, out. I guess that's right because you said we're ninety yards away, and so we're surprised. At a distance. Yes. Yes, I'm going to charge you. Okay. Oh, you're going to fly. Oh, you're just going to fly away. Bingo. Oh, can you just disappear? I could do that, too. But I'll probably fly away. But You're 24. We're just going to get to the song. You're just flying away. Yes, exactly. That's what I plan to do. I'm average intelligence. I'm not going to. And you're 24. Yeah. Okay. But if you win initiative, you can get at me. Okay. Three. Four. <laughs> I'm, almost, I'm trying to look a cat. I'm grabbing at you. Oh, you, you know, you could do your, you could do your, you, you, well, uh, no, I, I 24, I'm too far. I'm too fast. You wouldn't be able to leap at me. So what I'm doing, oh, uh, is that right? Wait, wait, it's only one segment difference. It was four to three. Right. It was one segment difference. Right, but we're do, basically it's simultaneous. So you're 90 feet away. You're moving. I'm starting to fly up. Be like this. Yeah. I just don't see it how you would get there. And I'm moving at 24. You're moving at 12. It's your slow speed that's, Gary kind of screwed you with the 12. So it's like a cat with a bird. Yeah. And I don't know if you're familiar with cats. They make that kind of acting noise. Like when they see a bird, they're like very frustrated. Yeah. 
They do. But that's what I'm doing. I'm looking right. up at you and make that khaki noise so I can. I'm not going to do that. Do no, because then no, right. I can't say anything on the show. That's true. You can't say. I can't anything. say anything. You can cut ca- and cack. Okay. All right, so now we do. Are we doing the Stone Golem or not? Yeah, we should just All do right. Stone Golem. Okay, so let me. Stone Golem, the scrub, will fight the lioness after the pseudo dragon. Okay, pseudo dragon fled. Do I get divine intervention to try to kill the pseudo dragon? No. Okay. I, don't, I don't see that happening. He, he can give divine intervention after the Stone Golem. Now it's initiative. Okay. Got well, distance. Yes, now it's. That's yes, right. She thought her day was bad because she didn't get the pseudo dragon. Now she turns around. And there's this. I'm just gonna run. Automaton. Yeah, I would hope so. You're supposed to fight. Okay. Go ahead. Two. Uh, we're 80, 80 yards away. You don't have to fight. You can run. You well, just I think look, you're you... supposed. Aren't you supposed to? That's the segment, isn't it? Now we're just gonna start running. Well, the, the, if they're aggressive, she is the huntress. Maybe she thinks this is some kind of. Well, that's right. I'm gonna try to take a bite out of you, that's... and then only then am I gonna realize. Oh, you're... Yeah, that's fine. Oh, uh, so now it's. Uh... I just think you're a big man. You're right. like a giant. You're like a hill giant. A oh, I'll foot... take you down. Yeah, it's a Twelve foot hill giant. Maybe she's eating hill giants. Heck yeah. I'm a lioness, baby. That's my initiative. All right, simultaneous. We're charging against each other. Yeah. All right, so you got, I am the golem, correct? I'm the I am the golem. Huh? I am the, I am the golem. Okay. All right, I'm the golem. What's your armor class? Uh, so I am, uh, oh, I'm a lioness. Does that mean it's all six? AC six, yep. Ooh, yep. So six, sir. All right, so for the purposes we mentioned, golems, they have, the stone golem has 60 hit points. We that's eleven hit dice. It's equivalent to so yeah. Let me roll my hit dice then. You don't sure if you I want. I just do it real fast. It's fine. Hopefully an eight. Twelve. Eighteen. Nineteen. Twenty-two. Twenty-four. I have twenty-four hit points. Twenty-four. That's good. And I would need to be how many hit dice to hit you? Uh, 11. You have to be a magical... Well, it says, based on our reading, we said 11 hit dice. You could argue that for a golem, you have to be a magical creature of 11 hit dice. But the issue is moot in this it's, one. In this, it's moot regardless. Because I can't hit you. It's a double moot. That's terrible. This is not good. Yes. So I can't win. You, got, you cannot win. But What's your movement? Uh, my movement is 6. Oh. oh, actually, I don't get to you. I... Because... Well, I charge. I would have charged, but see, what do we say? We're ninety feet. I ended up right next to you, so you take uh, fifteen points of damage. What did you hit me with? With my fist. Oh my god! I'm not even using the slow spell or the other things I could do. So this is like one of those superhero movies. You just punch me, and right. like the line goes flying through the Aslan. Right. Aslaness. Aslaness. Goes flying through the air, and I just land, and I'm like, oh my god. Right? Yes. Well, I do get an attack. Yes, you, it's simultaneous. You get it's simultaneous. Attack. Roll to hit. Ten. You miss. So I miss. You strike me with your fist. And I'm like, wow. Actually, you hit, but you miss. That's bad, too. Because yeah. I hit. Oh, wait, you, I have, you're three, clawed, you're oh, I have three attacks. Yeah. Ten, four, and nineteen. Two of them hit. And nothing's happening. Well, but, if you got your two four quarters, your rear quarters could have attacked then too. That's what it said in the thing. Right. But so when I hit you, I realize you're stone. Yeah, your claws try to bury into the thing and you realize that you're it's like hitting rock. And then you just and at the same time that happens. I just I just basically wham. suplex you. Suplex. So I'm down to what? I know you took fifteen. How many did you I say? I think I had twenty four, not so a nine. You're down to nine. So I'm in serious trouble. Oh my poor cubs. 
And you know that dirtbag husband of yours is not going to do anything. You know, this really They're going to starve. This is like sage advice. This is why you really shouldn't. Gene Wells was perhaps right. You shouldn't go out adventuring. This is about... This is about whether Gene Wells is correct or not, about right. women well, going out and adventuring when they have young kids at home. And the reason why is because the, their, their mates are lazy good-for-nothings who do nothing, and the kids are going to starve. Probably, he'll probably eat the kids just because he's too lazy to hunt. Yeah, you got a, you got a big-ass hindquarter <laughs> drinking beer. That's right. <laughs> Give me my beer. <laughs> Jerk. Where's where where is she? She's been gone. She's supposed to come home with my fries. Like, like an hour ago. He's fries throws the fries. These fries are cold. Yeah. Oh, he's horrible. So uh, it's initiative. Oh, this is awful. I hope we, she wins. You can flee. You know what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna if I flee, I'm coming home and I'm killing my husband. I think you should. That will be the next attack. I'm taking the kids and I'm leaving. That's right. All right, let's go. Oh, you rolled a six. Mm, that's not good for the This lines. is a sad, sad story. In Four. the eyes of the angel. Oh, yep. you teen. So this is like in slow motion, like in the movie, and the sad music's that's playing. A, uh, da, da, da. Oh, oh, wow. Cool. A seven, a seven, and a six. That's 20 points of damage. Oh. <laughs> Pop. <laughs> Oh. And it's like the head's flying, the little Simba's looking, because oh, in the distance. Yeah, like the, you just see the cubs playing. That's right, they're playing. Oh. oh, wait, now he's a single dad. But that, <laughs> that, wait, that lion's going to have to man up. He's going to have to find another mate. He's at the hunt. Oh, that's right. Put it on his profile. Have kids willing to have more kids. So she just never comes home. Oh, that's right. That's going to be harder, isn't it? Because he's got cubs now. To What's find it? another. Well, what they're saying is the Cubs may, because it's a pride. The other man, oh. other, other females will help. They're used to this. Right. They're used to, they're used to the lionesses buying it. I was sort of, I was. That'll make you feel better. Yeah, I was superimposing our human ideals right, right. into this. Okay. That was very sad. Or others are saying maybe they'll be killed because they don't have a protector that the Cubs will be murdered so that they don't become the leader yeah. of the pride. Yeah, we should have the scone gong come and now, like, destroy the whole family. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. Basically, the stone golem is uh, what was that? Um, He's a jerk. It was that was Star Trek episode or one of those where this this probe is just is has lost its mind and it just destroys anything it sees. Mm. It's a it's a death seeking yeah. probe. So this stone golem. That's it, another, another death seeking probe. Death seeking probe. Death seeking probe. <laughs> I'm a death seeking probe. <laughs> I think we've been drinking. It's so wrong. <laughs> we've been hanging out with Menion. <laughs> Where's Menion? Okay, so yeah, this Dogom, he's just like a rogue. Right, he's just he's going. He's supposed to be on a. What are, oh, he so did. like the crazy wizard, just like, yeah, just go kill I think Litchi, we said Litchie Woman made it. Oh Remember? my gosh, it all makes sense now. Well, she, she, she's retired and left the gift to this world of this psychotic. Uh, Stone Goblin is just running around murdering anything it sees. We really need a hero to step up. I need a hero. I need a hero. <laughs> we need a hero really bad. We need a paladin of Aphrodite. Yeah, who, can, who has a plus two weapon. Right. And who can take getting slowed and getting... I didn't even yeah. use my slow attack. He doesn't so. have a big old hindquarter. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Got to back up. Don't back up that hindquarter. All right. Well, there... Oh, divine intervention for the cat. Oh, oh I so hope. Thank you, whoever suggested I that. I did. I remember. I looked no. at, look at her notes. No, but I... someone did mention it before. Okay. I so hope. I'm so sick of this 
stone golem. All right, here we go. Come on, small, baby. Get a pseudo dragon. <laughs> right? Giant rat. She, she wasn't quick enough. So okay. Sorry about that. All right. All right. So the, that's this is pseudo dragon fled. That's why he's average. It says when you have average intelligence. That's why intelligence mm -hmm. is important. Animal semi-intelligence better than animal, but not as good as average. The uh, let's see. I hope an animal knows to flee too when they're under attack. She would have. She was going to yeah, flee. Right. Right. All right. Uh, to go. No, sorry, Leroy. The cat lord is not coming. That no, would have been perfect. That would have been perfect. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm here now with the dice, so we the it seems I just it's weird. It's co I'm not mm -hmm. saying it's coincidence. Right. Well, it is coincidence. Strange. That uh, the frequency. Right. We've we've gone back to the mean. Is that fair to say that the curve is back to more of a normal distribution now versus what it seemed like every other time or every time that. Vine adventure happened. It, it seems that the, it seems that it has averaged out. Yeah. So, but but you know, let's face. What was better for the show? Dan rolling divine intervention unsupervised, or Dan rolling divine intervention supervised? <laughs> you you be the judge. Well, if that's the case, show. I can walk away, and you can just tell. Why don't you just? It's that's uh, right. you just why don't you just tell the restroom, roll? restroom right. break? Or we can make it simpler. Does 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 divine intervention happen? You right. just use this dice, right? Yes, but. increase the odds, and then it'd be yes, but exactly, <laughs> or buts. All right, so I think we are now ready for uh, the artifact roadshow. And this, this thing's playing. Go ahead. I didn't know if I can talk over it. Yes, absolutely. So this is the uh, this is the segment of the show where I will play someone who is bringing an item. To James for appraisal because I suspect it might be a valuable magic item. Right. Okay. And I will pretend that I know what it's what it is. And I'm going to randomly roll the item and I will describe it to James. And James will try to not only identify the item but also to indicate its estimated gold piece sale value at an auction. So what we decided, uh, because people did like this thing, sort of, that you were going to tell people the roles. Now the problem is, I don't know the roles when you get to the tables, but I do know the first roll. I, I would have some idea of if you rolled, let's say, you know, a 27, that could be a potion or a scroll. So I don't know if that's something, I, how do you want to do that? I don't think that? that is a problem because you would quickly know if it's a potion. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You got, you're not good at your job if you're like, I think this is a sword. Ooh. Um, It's in a beaker. <laughs> it's in a beaker. The plus two sword. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so, okay. You, yeah, you'll just give out the roll. So if you have your Dungeon Master's Guide with you, if you want to know or you want to play along as me trying to be the expert, uh, you, can, you can either play along or listen uh, when we're done. Now, let me ask you, because this is a, a newish segment. Yes. Would you prefer that whatever it is, it is, or would you prefer that I keep rolling and I have something that I think would be good? Because I could theoretically have some multiple items at home, and I select an item. I may not bring well, it. Well, you're only that. supposed to bring two, at no more than two at a time. Okay. So well, rules. well, what do you want? You want completely random? I think you should roll two, and yes. you decide which one you're presenting. I got that. Because that's the, what it says in the Antique Roadshow, or Artifact Roadshow. Okay. The first roll, for those of you listening at home, the roll is a 44. 44. The next roll is... A zero zero. Wow. 
Okay. Do you know what that one is, or do you need I to do. keep looking? Yes, okay. I do. I have that item, and the other item, I could actually stop there, you know. I would want to bring that one in, but let's see the next one. Okay, the next one is a 61. Oh, and for those playing along at home, I'm sorry, I'm on page 121 of the DMG. We are on table three, the random magic item, and I've rolled a 61. So now I'm heading over to that subtable, which is on page 124, and it is an 88. And I think anyone who is following at home will know which of the two I am going to bring in. Okay, let me flip over to that area. Hold on just a second. I'm flipping and turning. Right, right. We got to get to. You're going to know exactly the, the type of item anyway. Okay, hold on. And we were working on the background noise, but it wasn't, it wasn't that great. It was, more, it was more like we were having a dinner cocktail party. Oh, you know, I, I worked hard on that. You didn't like that? You, didn't you worked like hard that? on it. You, looked, you searched for something? Many, I searched for many people muttering in the background, and that was the best one. You didn't and, like that one? Uh, well, the problem is I listened to the one on the Antique Roadshow, and it's a very distinct... One, and I, I, what I wanted to do is pull it out and loop it, and I just didn't have time to. No worries. No worries. Okay, I got to read up on this item here. Oh. Oh, my. Okay. Okay. Now, you, right. again, you have to be careful not giving it away because people, we want people to guess, too. So I understand that. I understand. Okay. What I bring to you. Hello. Welcome to the Artifact Roadshow. Hello, it's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here. What is what is this that you've brought for us today? Oh, so certainly. So what this is, and James, what you see is sitting on the table. You see a thin, a long and slender one and one quarter foot piece of wood. Okay. And next to it is it is laying in a case. It is in a case, almost like, you know, a, uh, that you'd find like a flute in or something. Right, like, like a right? musical, it looks like a musical case or some kind of, something meant to hold it. Yep. Exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, and that's what you see. I said, yeah, so I brought you, so, yeah, so. Um, this is a very interesting piece that you brought. Tell me about, uh, tell me about what you know about it and how you came to be in possession of it. So about uh, eight years ago, uh, I was at an estate sale, and uh, my understanding is where in the is it by the Westmark Highlands over there, over over in that area, or in this part of near Greyhawk City? Actually, I was on vacation in uh, the uh, the Sea Barons Islands. Wow! Yeah, I was I was I was out east. Not really known for its vacation spots, but okay. I was misinformed. And um, so I was out in the Sea Barons on vacation. I was told that the, uh, well, so I, it's, I was told by my cleric I should go there for the air mm. because I have some conditions. Some, okay. And so I was told to I'm go. I'm going to step back. <laughs> are they communicable or are they just your own personal conditions? <laughs> he, he, he told me it's just, it's, it's not contagious. Okay. But he said head out, he had out to, this is a good place to go. And there was an estate sale there. Okay. And I was told that the decedent, had been, had been a wizard, had been a wizard. Okay. 
And I had been told that this wizard was of extremely, extremely high abilities. They, I think they said that he was so impressive. He's, I think they called him an evoker. An evoker. A very, very high yes. uh, ability wizard. An evoker. And so uh, this, um, I bid on this item. And they said, and I won. I was a winning bid. I, uh, and I, I paid 10 silver pieces. Ooh. 10 silver pieces uh, for this. Okay. And that's all you know about it. Um, um, and also, it was very strange. Um, it came with a little uh, parchment, very small. Okay. And I have it right here. You can see it right here. And it, it has uh, some writing on it. It does. It does. So how many, how, how many words are there on this? Do you have any idea? It, it has as, uh, it, ha it says, let's see what happens. That would be four. It says, let's see what happens. Okay. I don't know what that means. It's very strange. Let's see what happens. So, a couple of things that I, I noticed from this. This, this box is obviously well-crafted. It, um, you know, it, it, normally this wood comes from one of the, the known forests, but this is actually from the Yekka Hills, and they're quite rich in mineral deposits. So you notice the wood has some grains in it, and, and it almost has a... A, not just luminescent, but almost a psychedelic kind of thing. So there's, there's abilities in this, and, and these boxes were, were meant to reflect the type of Dwemer that the, the this is clearly a magical item. What's Dwemer? What's, what Dwemer? It's, it's, it, Dwemer means it's, it's magical uh, ability or possession that this thing is. Oh so my. this is clearly magic. You've done a very good job with, with getting this. So um, I've been using this as a door stopper. Really? Yes, I have. Like, so we have, we have a cat. Mm. And, and we want to keep the door open a little bit. And, right. and so we use it to keep the door open. That's what we've been doing. But oh. I can't play now you're telling me it's magic. Well, I do see some of the, some of the notches where the, the doors hit the, the box, which is okay. That's why they put a box. Will like that this. affect its value? Uh, well, I think most people are going to be very interested in the wand itself, which is what I think this is. This looks like a wand. And, and what's interesting, um, you mentioned a wizard of an evoker status. You know, many of the wizards were trained in the Valley of the Mage, which you've probably heard of. Valley of the Mage? Right. Valley of the Mage is kind of the, is, is where many of the evokers have come from. Oh they my. train there, and my. they learn their craft of when they become of a certain level and power. They're able to bestow or imbibe devices that will assist them in whether they're doing adventuring or other things. You know, wizards have these things that we can't, us normal people can't understand. So... This wand, uh, the wood itself, is, 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 is interesting because, again, it has, has seams of this metallic and gem substances which allow it to evoke different types of responses. But what, is, what, what the telltale sign is, wizards have a very interesting sense of humor. They actually take a class in humorism. That's one of the things <laughs> they have to take. Uh, especially at the Valley of the Mage, because the Valley Elves are there, and they're very mischievous type of creatures. And so if they're going to learn those skills. So let's see what happens. To me, feels like this device, uh, allow, if you utter these words while holding this device, some random event was going to occur. Oh, my. Now, I have one other question. I had been using this to stir 
my tea, some milk into my tea. You may see there's you a little very bit large, of stain. You have a very large decanter to spare this with this one and a half foot rod, but okay. Is it, is it, does that affect its value at all that I've been using this to, to stir milk into so, my tea? So, you know, so you're interested about the value. So uh, let me first say I'm pretty confident that this is a wand of wonder. Wand of, what is a wand of wonder? Well, it's a, it's, it's a device that allows a, uh, Typically a wizard, but my understanding is, uh, for if this is the type of wand that was produced from the Valley of the Mage, that anyone who evokes this, holds this and says, let's see what happens, some hopefully beneficial magic will, will be released. How, how in the world would something like this have gotten from the Valley of the Mage all the way to the Sea Barons? It seems crazy that mages would go from there all the way to the sea barons. That just seems like that would never happen. Well, wizard, you know, the, it is, again, the Valley of the Mage is the central location of where training is. But, and the reason I think is this, because of the type of the box and the structure and the, and the metallurgy that was used in the, in the hinges and some of the other things written on it, that's what I think. And I think it's going to increase its value because some of the lesser-known uh, wands are produced in Greyhawk City and some other places in... So I think it's from the Valley of the Mage. This, this evoker took it, went to the Sea Barons, reside, set up his stronghold there, and then perished at some point. For we, you don't know why that he became dead. It's just... Well, my, much to my benefit, apparently. Apparently, yes, for 15 minutes. So, so you, know, you said I can give it a try. Yes, you can give it a try. If you, if you pick it up and see, let's see what happens. Now, I'm going to argue that what I do know is legend has it um, that, again, these Valley Elves, as, as working through this, they were mischievous. And that some of the effects that this uh, wand has is not always benevolent. Some of it can be frivolous. And in fact, uh, some of the discussions were that the gnomes uh, that sometimes went to the Valley of the Mage would put their incantations in it to kind of stir up the pot. Oh, so, my. Yeah, so uh, we'll have to, you'll have to go stand outside and do this because we're not quite sure what the uh, events are. There's a special location set up for this? Yes, we have, we've made a clearing in the back where you can, you can Fire in the hole. Fire Cover. The hole. Fire in the hole, that's right. Or everyone clear. That's right. So. Uh, oh, let's go. So now. So you're going to go outside. All right. And so, put and any... I'm say, All right, are you ready to try the thing? Because I'm in a bunker. I'm, I'm like waving it. I'm turning no, 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 diving down. Okay, do you think, so, do you think, can I use this? Do you yes. Think, I, I don't need to be a, a, a vocal. No, I think anyone oh. can use this. Okay. So, but, we but we're going to, you, you, don't, go, don't point it, point it over the way. What? <laughs> point it at me. And use the, uh, the command word. Okay. Uh, so, uh... Let's see what happens is what you have to say. <laughs> Let's see what happens. So, so... what do we see? We see... Leaves grow from target if in six inches of wand. So are there any leaves? Leaves... All right, I'll stand next to you. All leaves, sudden, leaves... Leaves grow from target. What does that mean? If I have leaves in... on me if you point it at me. Leaves grow from target. Oh. <laughs> you, I have leaves up here. <laughs> so, in other words, this is a dude, the key grip or whatever, There's standing grip, over there. The best, and boy, leaves, the best boy, leaves have Leaves up. just all of a sudden have sprout from them. Oh my gosh. He has leaves. Look at that. Are you doing it again? <laughs> I'm like going crazy. Now, I have to warn you. Okay, you're oh, too, too late. As you're saying that, you're going to warn me. me. 
Um, heavy pour- rain falls for one round in six-inch radius of one wheel. So it just starts raining. <laughs> so it's pouring rain. So uh, one thing I have to remind you, there are limited charges. This is not unlimited. The, the Dwemer is not unlimited. There is Typically, these things can have 100 uses, but you don't know how much uses are left in this. So eventually, if you use the last thing, the, the wand will dissolve and become useless. So you, you can typically, typically, these can potentially be recharged. I don't know that's the case in this. Oh, well, this has been, and I'm sitting, I'm sopping wet, the guy, right? The guy's yeah. got leaves yeah, we're on all wet. We're, it's right. we're all leaves, it's, all right. Well, this has just been extra. I had no idea. You've got a, you've got a big score. So um, I'm sure you'll want to know what, how much this could potentially be worth, I assume. Yes. If I was to sell this at auction, how much do you think this, uh, this might well, get? Well, I'm going to have to, since I have no idea how much, here, you roll percentages. Because for those playing at home, the wand, staff or wands, uh, well, I'm going to say, if it was fully charged, if it had 100 charges, clearly right. it does not. Right. Because wands have 100 charges. At least it has two less than that. <laughs> if it was fully charged, I would say a wand of wonder is probably worth, at auction, uh, assuming it's from the Valley of the Mage, which we'd have to get dated and we'd have to confer with our, worth 30,000 gold pieces of Wow, I had no idea. So. And how much should I insure this for? Oh, well, probably for 150,000 gold pieces. You always should, because, you know, these things go up in value, the, the fluctuations of, buying magic items is very hard to do. No one wants to part with type of devices. I would do 150,000 wow. gold pieces. I, 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 I don't know where you, I mean, that would be very hard to get that amount. Well, I can tell you, I'm certainly not going to use this as a door stopper no. anymore. Or tea, tea stirrer. <laughs> All righty. James, you are correct. It's it a wand is of a wand of wonder. Okay. You did over, well, it is from the Valley of the Mage, perhaps. That's right. I'm surprised that you didn't go with your go-to number, which is very funny. Because you said last time, you're always going to say what? 10,000. It is worth Ten thousand. I, I was go. I thought it was lower because. So here's the problem: is it? Does anyone can use a wand of wonder? You are correct on okay. that one. Anyone can use it. That's, that was correct as well. So that certainly helps its value. Right. So, like the wand of magic missiles is worth way more than you would think it is because again, it's magic missile. But because anyone uses it, that's why I kind of went with it, it was higher price. But for those playing at home, that gold piece value in the DMG is based on a fully charged thing. So we would have to roll. So in this case, let's say it had 27 charges, now 25 charges. It would only be worth 2,500 gold pieces. Indeed. And you were correct to be suspicious. You were not sure that it could be recharged, and you're right. It may not be recharged, and where applicable saving throws should be made. So I don't know if the poor key grip... I would say he'd have to make a saving throw. I would think so. So he didn't leave. We'll make a saving No, he He failed. So leaves did. Right. (laughs) Wah, 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 wah. Okay, that was fun. So you, there you go. You're two for two. Very good. Well, good it's, you did a great job kind of and coming up. And again, we, don't, we have no idea what this is completely random. What was the other item that you uh, picked? Shield plus two. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. This is big, a pushy, a big production. All rights reserved.